Well, I woke up Sunday morning with no way to hold my head that it didn't hurt. And the beer I had for breakfast wasn't bad, so I had one more for dessert. Things have to come, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think I'll just remodel my house so uh, there's a suitable place for me to podcast. I can build a studio so that you can listen to your free podcast. That's a good idea. Yeah. Did he ask for his money back? Yeah, right. And there was no mention of money exchanging hands. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, my my biggest worry is that if we were to improve the quality of the podcast, uh, our regular listeners might not <laughs> recognize it. <laughs> yeah. And then we'd end up paying more money because, yeah, more listener. Yeah. yeah, they'd have to, they'd be stunned. I mean, the low quality is a feature. Yeah, it's especially not... on the last episode, the rain. I had my mic muted, but it still came through somehow. And, uh, it was glorious. Special effects. Yeah, that's the 500 year storm here in Phoenix. We're documenting history. Oh, really? Was that a big storm for your area? Yeah. Um, okay, so real quick, uh, do you want me to lead into the, the spiel? Yeah, you might as well. Okay, this is the Advanced Sector Combat Podcast. It's a podcast about war games and war gaming. As always, we have to say it's explicit, so there's going to be some language or maybe some topics discussed that aren't, uh, aren't appropriate for kids or sensitive adults. And I would say that uh, some people don't like banter or you want just stuff about wargaming. If you're really coming to this podcast for our wargaming knowledge, you're probably at the wrong place. So. Yeah. There's at least one other podcast that does that. Right. Can get, so. Can I get a gratuitous puck in now? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, so this podcast is brought to you by myself, Dave, Jason. Hello. And our guest mystery host, who is John. Hello. So John is a member of our guild on BGG. We've got a thriving guild on Board Game Geek, uh, the Advanced After Combat Guild. And, uh, you know, each episode we try to bring in an, uh, a guild member to kind of be our third host and mix it up a little bit and while still keeping the bromance between Jason and I alive. That's right. So we just, you know, we need new things. Otherwise, our relationship will get stale. <laughs> so. Jason, like are you it. drinking anything? I am drinking uh, rye whiskey and lime. Because you got some criticism last night for not drinking, but I was kind of like, well, he was at work. I-, I was home. I just have my work computer with me. Oh, I thought you were recording from work. So I just was. I I was drinking. I just wasn't blitzed. John. Yes. What are you drinking? Uh, I am having a full sale uh, ESB from my store, and I had a breakfast beer earlier. So. Okay, so John, quick question: uh, Drunken Monkey or Organ Grinder today? Um, we'll what, do you, what, what do you aspire to be? Are you trying to be a Drunken Monkey, or are you going to be the Organ Grinder? Um, yeah, we'll start off with the Organ Grinder, but I might end up a Drunken Monkey. Jason, that's the uh, I'm always a Drunken Monkey. Uh, that's not true. I am I am the Goose Tier Maverick. So, so you are absolutely going to be a Drunken <laughs> Monkey today. Okay. And I know I don't need to even answer that. Mm-hmm. That's just, I'm basically a hired drunken monkey. So, <laughs> I, can, I don't even know how to grind an order. I'm, I'm doing the max, I'm doing the Maximus. Yeah. Six pack of Maximus. Ready to go. So, let's see how this all goes. So, 
I haven't had that yet. The, it's uh, good. Actually, you know, I've been doing the Lagunitas beers, and I had been drinking the IPA. And uh, since then, you know, I had a little bit of a come-to-Jesus meeting with my 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 uh, physician. And so uh, then, was he not uh, a fan of, of the... The, whis- the, whiskey, the, the whiskey diet was not as much of a fan, so I've been doing more of the Lagunitas. You need and, to find uh, another doctor. Yeah, I know, right? So, <laughs> so uh, I did try the Maximus. I think after, I actually really like the taste, so it's good. Yeah, it looks good. good and good that, that Full Cell ESB is one of my favorites. Yeah, it's, it's so it good. It doesn't come out very often. So. Yeah. And basically, the, the Lagunitas bottle, the Maximus, has written on the label, if some is good, more is better, instant gratification is not fast enough, 0.42 IBU, why not 72? The end is near, don't sit, a trillion what dollars, Imelda's shoes, Dow at 73.92, just by a Senate seat, cats, nipple piercing, cutters, burners, and hummers, <laughs> a cold Maximus just makes perfect sense, cheers. Nice. So, life is uncertain, don't sit. Don't sip. That should be a t-shirt for I'm us. I'm sipping too. at us. Jeez. I'm going to write that down. Yeah. Uh, so um, so everybody's drinking. That's a good start. Uh, we've got a fantasy football league. How's everybody feeling about the fantasy football league? Doing well this week. Playing the duck. I think, <laughs> oh, wow. I think, I think that's a guaranteed win. That's money in the bank. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at the standings. I'm like, how are some teams like 7-0? and And then I saw the duck. Yeah. His rankings. I'm like, yeah. I'm not doing so hot either. I only have two wins, but I have, I'm fighting with mediocrity. So yeah, That's what I, we strive I, for. I'm really trying to come back from the whole Adrian Peterson disaster, but I don't know if it's possible. So we'll see. So there's our fantasy football shout out, <laughs> go guys! And right now I'm probably losing. Though I will say that Emmanuel Sanders guy for Denver kicked ass for me on Thursday. He scored like 30 points. Sweet. Or wide receiver, that's pretty nice. Uh, well, we, we had some stuff in the mailbox, but I didn't print any of that. Jason, mm. did you look at the mailbox at all? Did you look in the mailbox? I never look at the mailbox. Somebody changed okay. our password. Did you do that? I did it okay. because it told me we'd been hacked or something. So I was going to send something to you to tell you that the password was different. but I almost went and set it back, but <clears throat> I figured it was you. Yeah, that would have been effort. So some other uh, jealous podcast tried to hack up the box, <laughs> tried to get some good user. I think it was so, it was probably King Daddy. So I think we had some useful, uh, interesting emails, but I was too lazy to actually print them out today. So okay. that's not gonna we're not gonna be able to talk about that. Uh, t-shirts, we got a bunch of t-shirts on the guild page. Um, we are marketing geniuses, so we make absolutely no money from any of these t-shirts. Zero. Apparently, money. is that the last check, Jason? We make zero dollars. Zero. Yes. Okay. So there's a variety of t-shirts. John, do you own any guild t-shirts? I do. Yeah, I he does. The, uh, the donkey, holy donkey t-shirt I wore at, uh, GMT. And it's actually on the C3i ops page. We... Somewhere in there. Yeah. Put me on there. I'm wearing that one right now. So, oh, I'm sorry, John. So which t-shirts do you own? The, just the donkey, the holy donkey floating above something. The, one, one of the ones that Lucas made. You don't own the, the Dave's middle finger? No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. It's American Apparel, right? You don't like the, did you not like the fit of the t-shirt? Was that the problem? I went with the, the stick to body type American Apparel shirt or was it more just the design or the light powder blue? Yeah, maybe it's the light powder blue. Yeah. I think I'm going to get that one on OD Green. Jason, which ones do you own? The, the kitten and the donkey. 
Yeah, I own the donkey. I own no, you you don't own the bottle opener one. No, dude, you designed that one. I know. That's bullshit. I know. I'm I'm gonna go on a blitz this year before uh, Consum World and update. I have a couple ideas too. I want to I want to make some more. Yeah, I own donkey, farting cats, farting kitten, which I think is a great shirt. It's so funny. And I get so many questions about that shirt. I wear it all the time, everywhere, and it never stops. People think, I, I think I talked about it last time, but people think it's like a peace shirt, like the kitten is farting on the tanks. Like, the kitten's like, say no to war, but really, it's, I try to explain no, the kitten, the tanks are <laughs> it's coming out about. of the kitten's asshole, actually. But, <laughs> but, so that's always an interesting conversation. And uh, then I own my, of course, my own middle finger shirt. Yep. I, I don't own the Rick Galley Memorial shirt, though. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I want to use that that image and and put in loving memory of Rick. Alley. I think that'd be funny. It, it, it has a teaser. It has a little actual donkey face yeah. next to the words that you can't see. They have a great like jackass uh, face of a donkey right next to the words. But, yep. So so and the theme of all these shirts is basically you're always going to get your money's worth because you're not putting any money into the podcast. So it's free. So shut the fuck up. Shut basically. the fuck up. Um. So that's that's interesting. So you guys might order some more shirts, and there's probably like seven or eight different shirts available. Yeah, they're all on the the guild homepage. So, uh, along with our vassal, the link to our vassal uh, friend maker, our our version of eHarmony, the uh, <laughs> Advance After Guild uh, vassal, yeah, vassal bulletin board. Does anyone ever go there? Yeah, just they, there have been matches made. Wow. Rick even went there. Yeah. And Rick is the guy who's like, I don't even fucking listen to your podcast. I just go on the guild. <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame him. Rick was like, I don't listen to that shit. But uh, Rick went to the Vassal Bulletin Board, and I think he met a friend there. Yep. There was and a connection made. They're playing happily. I hope they're doing it safely. It's glorious. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Be safe, guys. Be safe. Yeah. Face-to-face. Vassal. It's a Vassal. It's only Vassal. Um, yes. So that's the t-shirt situation. Uh, hey, have you guys been following the fappening? I guess the fappening's over. I don't know what that is. John, are you familiar with the fappening? I have no idea what the fappening is. This would have been a great topic with the duck because I guarantee you he has, he's like a Reddit guy. He has all this stuff. Uh, but this is the one where they, they'd gone into the uh, celebrities, uh, iClouds and oh, taken okay. all their nude photos. Oh yeah. I've, I know about that. Yeah. I've, have you guys seen any of the photos that were out of there? Of course. Of course. Because yeah. by seeing them, you've just contributed to the crime. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. if it's out, you have to see it. I gotta say, uh, if Jennifer Lawrence is embarrassed by those photos, um, I would say no. I'm, in, I'm more impressed by her than ever having yeah? seen the photos. Yeah. Dude, did you? There's one photo of her. But let's just say it's a facial photo. You're gonna hear typing. Oh really? Oh, you're about to look. Yeah, I haven't seen yeah. any of this stuff. No, Google uh, Jennifer Lawrence and the Fappening. Dude, there's a photo of her, like Google Images, where I do not know how or why someone would have that photo on their own iCloud. Wow. Because basically there's a, there's a lot of protein that is on her face. Oh, wow. That's on her face? Uh, there's also one with the um, the model, what's her name? It's also in the Fappening, who was dating the baseball player. Oh yeah, yeah, right, right. She has protein on her backside. Kate Upton, Kate Upton. That's yes. Isn't that who it is? Yeah. Yes. So, like, I don't. I come from a generation where we didn't take photographs of that stuff, especially no. not of yourself. Yeah, not so, with your face in it anyway. 
I don't understand it. I mean, I don't understand the benefit. Like, you're going to take a picture. You're going to give your you give your phone to the guy that says, "Hey, thanks for just doing that to me. Now, can you take a photo of it on my own phone, and I, well, I'm going to send it to you later?" Yeah, maybe. I was too too excited to even have sex to even worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's stop. It's like, hold on, let's stop it. It's, yeah, it seems yeah. like it's kind of well, a we moment. We need to capture this moment. Yeah. yeah. No, no, it was already embedded in my brain for the rest of my life. And, and, and just a quick side, like logistical thing, like you're like, hey, where's my phone? Oh, yeah. I got my phone right here in my butt crack. Let me pull out my phone. Like, you're doing something. Who has their phone? I guess maybe the guy's pants are down on his ankles. He's like, hold on for a second. Let me reach down and grab the phone. But it's her phone. So like. Maybe it's on the nightstand. So she's just like, hey, can you go grab my phone real quick? And, and she's, and he's like, don't move. <laughs> <laughs> Stay right there. Do not move. And then he's bring like, me a towel. He's like, it's starting to drip. He's like, no, let me get the shot real quick. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I, I just uh, yeah, don't yeah, understand yeah. the logistics of how Apparently you... Apparently, it's it's part of dating now, though, is to do all that. Yeah, it's crazy. crazy. And well, Hope's, I, I, oh, Hope I have... Solo also took some crazy photos. The goalie for the U.S. women's soccer team. I missed she, that. She has some photos that, that probably are going to be included in, in, in uh, medical textbooks. <laughs> I mean, wow. yeah. You spent a lot of time online, Dave. I, I, well, I go to a site uh, called uh, What Would Tyler Durden Do? Oh, nice. And he links to a lot of this stuff because basically he's like, yeah, I looked at all the photos and I've masturbated to them all, so I don't care what Jennifer <laughs> Lawrence says. But they had something on Reddit where when Jennifer Lawrence was complaining about the fact that people were looking, they started a thing where they would donate to a prostate health charity for every time they looked at the photos. Oh, that's awesome. And then the charity refused to accept their donation. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were like, hey, she's, she's giving herself up for prostate health. Or whatever. And okay. apparently she has since um, posed on Vanity Fair semi-clad in protest of the other pictures. Yeah, no, that, that's a that's a solid protest. Yeah, exactly. So, Jason, have you seen the picture I'm talking about? Uh, I'm looking at them now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is happening. Very yeah. nice. So, and I, I think I just found a new homepage too with the uh, what would Tyler do? Yeah, let, and let, let's let's and let's keep this. Uh, Rated R. Okay, let's keep this podcast rated R, Jason. Still on my work computer, by the way. Just like it. Right, kids, kids, get onto this one. No. Are you using the mouse with your right hand or your left hand? I am a right-handed mouse user. Okay, so Campbell would say that if you're going to do anything, the hand you're going to use is called the stranger. stranger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, I have heard that as well. <laughs> ah, Campbell. Yes. Yeah, sometimes you have to mix it up, though. I love that. I love that. The stranger. <laughs> okay. So, um, so, so that's the So what are we topic. talking about? We're talking about the topic. <laughs> now the next topic I've got is, uh, John is calling us from Texas and this is Ebola central, right? Mm-hmm. It's yes. like ground zero for Ebola. Now you're Dallas. My youngest daughter is convinced she's going to get Ebola tomorrow. Wow. My, my only concern with the whole Ebola thing was, um, I figured, okay, they're, they're, you know, the guy had come from Liberia and he was in uh, Dallas and whatever. I guess they're cleared now. But they talked about the people who had cleaned the apartment. And I thought this was going to be like a CDC clean team or something. Like no, guys, guys it, it's a company called the Cleaning Guys. Yes. Oh, nice. That's who they use. They that's who they used to, to clean. Yeah. yeah, they were like on the news. They were. 
And so I'm like, okay, so is this the same company that if you have like a busted pipe in your house, they're going to come and pull up the carpet and put up all the fans? Probably. So They're probably little, in California now somewhere, hiding. Well, I was a little worried because I, I kind of thought that the response should have been more, you know, and the CDC now is like, yeah, I think our response should have been a little bit more uh, robust, like we should have. And I'm like, yeah, like disease control is two of the three letters in your name, right? Like when when two of the three words in your title are, are the thing you're supposed to be responding yeah. to, I think you should maybe send some people out for that. John, so how you feeling down there? You feel safe? I feel safe, yes. Safe as I always do. Are people going hysterical down there or are they kind of calm? Uh, there's some crazy mommies around in my mm-hmm. neighborhood. Do Texans, do Texans get hysterical? Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh, oh yes. I thought they might just be like relaxed. Or... I have a customer no. who's a hysterical Texan. No, hmm. no. Oh, cause I always thought Texans would be kind of mellow, but. Well, those are the ones that are on on drugs, I think. <laughs> uh, I, I want to say, too, I talked to... Uh, I, I, we, we recommend NWS a lot of times for uh, shipping and buying games. That's a, a site that we generally recommend. Uh, they, we never mention it. They do well. It's, it's usually the company that we don't want to mention. But i got to tell you, I talked to Chris uh, recently, who runs the company, and really good guy. Guy's a war gamer. And I want to say, I want to... It's my opinion that if you want to buy a war game, I think you could do a lot worse than go to Chris. Uh, I know there's sites different guys use, like Cool Stuff and uh, maybe War Game Depot. But uh, Chris is very responsive. I've always been like, I know some people are concerned that sometimes he doesn't have stuff in stock. But I'll email him and ask him, hey, do you have this game? And then he'll email me right away, usually. Yeah. And tell me if he has it or not. I believe he's now a guild member. He is a guild oh, member. Oh, really? He nice. Guild. He joined the guild. And, uh, and as a caveat, I'll say, we don't take money from anybody. We don't take free games from anybody. We're not sponsored by anybody. So we're not beholden to any company. But, uh, after talking to, to Chris, I'll say that he, uh, he basically told me that his policy is that he tries to keep costs down as much as possible because he's a war gamer. He understands that, uh, guys who are buying from him might be veterans or guys with families or guys who money's tight for. And, he charges you the shipping that it's going to cost him. Mm-hmm. And he will refund you extra money if it turns out that his shipping is not what it actually is. You know, because you have a machine that's going to do the shipping, like you have a programmer. And uh, he says he refunds the money if it's more than what he thought it was going to be. Yep. And the other thing Chris says is if you get a deal from a company like Cool Stuff or whatever, he, he didn't mention Cool Stuff, and he didn't mention any specific companies because Chris is not going to. He's, he's a classic guy. Yeah, he's not going to get into it, but I'll tell you. If you get a deal from another company, email it to him and run it by him, and he will try to match or beat any total price deal that you get, wow. including refunds, special discounts, or whatever. So, And I've been guilty of that in the past, too, because what I've always told Chris is I was like, you know, the $100 free shipping thing is killing you because guys will buy a $40 game to get themselves over that cool stuff you know, we've all done it where oh, you're yeah. ordering like a $60 game and you want to get over the free shipping. So you just take a flyer on some $50 game to push yourself over. But, or a $150 game. <laughs> but, but Chris's angle is Chris says, look, he goes, the shipping, my shipping is transparent. I'll tell mm-hmm. you exactly how much it costs me to ship it. And he goes, I'm not going to try to pad that into any kind of pricing on the actual products themselves. So I would say try it out. If, if you, 
And, and I, like I said, I've been guilty of it before where I ordered something from Cool Stuff because I thought the total price was going to be different, but I never really gave NWS the opportunity to go back and match the price. So They're the only non-publisher company I, I buy from. Because I usually like P500 or whatever. Plus they carry Clash of Arms games, which Cool Stuff doesn't. So that's why I've used him more often. Mm-hmm. And I the just, other thing, there's I, also companies out there that are gouging prices. When they see stuff goes out of print, yeah, they start to run the price up. up. Yeah. And I saw that when uh, Beyond Valor ASL went out of print and Campbell was trying to get it and a certain company was running the price up and Campbell paid 15 bucks more for it. And then they put four more in stock up right after he bought it. Nice. So, nice. so, so Chris is basically a, a in Yiddish they call him a mensch. He's a mensch. A good guy wants to do the right thing, not looking to to uh, make money off the market and demand. He's just basically trying to sell a product to war gamers. He's a war gamer himself, so I recommend it. And I'd say too, there, I have heard complaints maybe, I think from Lucas or some other guys that sometimes he's not responsive. If you try to get in touch with them and you can't get in touch with them and you're in the guild, just geek mail me and I'll try to see what's going on with Chris. So, uh, that's what I'd say. I think it's a great company and it's a war gaming company. Yep. It's not a game company. So we should support those, those types of businesses. That's good work. I just bought, um, the new World at War from him or uh, Modern War from Strategy and Tactics. Oh, if you bought a World War, I would be very excited. <laughs> what about you, John? Do you use NWS or no? Yeah, I used NWS. Um, I didn't use them as much when they were solely on eBay. Cause yeah, he's, no. he's off eBay now. He, well, he's not off, but he's he's back the way he was before. So um, I've used Cool Stuff as well, uh, just from the teaser of the hundred dollars shipping. But the prices tend to be a little bit better at NWS. Yeah, so I guess the idea is that the the free shipping guys they they build it in, so you never actually know what their shipping cost was. So, so so, just based on the email I got, uh, I just want to say from Chris, I just want to say he's going to beat he's going to try to attempt to match beat any competitor total that includes any rewards or shipping specials. Uh, he's also got a new improved heavyweight shipping rate for especially for USA shipments. So if you've got a big order that's going to be really heavy, he might be able to give you a better deal. And especially if you're an international buyer, I think NWS is going to be better for you because when it comes to VAT or custom stuff, the, the total is going to be less. I mean, he definitely has always beaten the price. The issue is always the shipping issue. Mm-hmm. You know, the cool stuff might edge him out on shipping. So if you if you think you got a better deal, run it by Chris, email him at the NWS uh, email address. And, and like I said, if even I would say even if you see a game, you want a game that's not on their list, that's not listed as available, email them because like I was looking for ASL Journal number ten and it wasn't listed on their ASL product, so I emailed them. He's like, yeah, I can get that for you. Wow. So if you want a game, just email the guy and see if he can make it available because just because it's not up there doesn't mean he can't grab it for you. So. so that's it. I know we don't take free games, but it sure feels like we should. I know it feels like we should, but we don't because I don't have the uh, internal controls to. to I, I just have always felt like if a guy gives me a free game, it's not going to be a fair review because nah. part of the review is my anger over how much I spent for the game. <laughs> it has to overcome that. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I know, I know. I've heard from other people. Oh well, you know, that's part of being professional. You have to. Well, I'm not a no, fucking professional. Exactly. I don't make any money, so. And you're going to hear that later because I have a review of a game that I wasn't very happy with. Sweet. So. Those are my favorites. I oh, know. I know you like that. I love when we don't like games. 
Uh, you guys tip your mailmen? No. No. Never ever. Not even a Christmas time? I think that's an East Coast thing. Is it? I, I, I give them candy at Halloween. I, I grew up in New Jersey and like my mom used to tip the garbage men. And you know what her tip was? How do you she do that? Up, she would leave a case of beer out by the garbage truck. Oh. And this is in the 70s, but think of the idea that, first of all, like the garbage men are driving a giant garbage truck, and now you just gave them a case of beer. <laughs> and and the, the logic, in, I guess, in New Jersey was like, oh, they're garbage men. Like, they wouldn't know what to do with money. Let's just give them understand beer. But you guys don't have that where you tip? No. 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 Not even cookies. Yeah, but every year my mom would leave a case of beer for the garbage men out by the garbage cans. They get paid pretty well, too. They don't need a tip. I guess maybe back then they didn't get paid so well. Do you? Do you tip your mailman now? Uh, not my current mailman, my old mailman who used to deliver the packages personally to me instead of my wife. Oh, that, yeah. I tip that guy. That deserves a tip. Yeah, right. My current one, not really. Uh, well, John, uh, are you, are you willing to do a quiz? Yeah, my, well, we'll throw it out there. I can't so do these, any personal these, these are all, these are all segues that we've done, right? So we, we're going was, through Dave's job. notes and have we smoothly segued? Yep. Oh, hey, one more thing. I wanted to talk about this too. Um, so, so Jason, your kids do, uh, sports, sporting events? They do. Have, have your kids ever done any like dance type stuff? My daughter used to, yes. How about you, John? Have your daughters done dance? They used to. They don't do dance anymore. I was at a dance recital for my daughters. My daughters went to dance, and people like yell stuff out during the performance. I don't really? know. Like more than a woo? No, like uh, maybe when an act's coming on, the guy's like, you're the best! Like as they're getting ready, I'm like, it's like a, it's a ballet performance. <laughs> Keep it classy. Like, do you see that where people, I mean, even in sporting events where guys, I've got a guy, my kid plays six-year-old soccer, and I'm watching the five-year-old soccer beforehand, and the dad is out there, Jack, come on, run, run faster, Jack. You know, like. I hear that in soccer, yeah. My daughter just finished up her school volleyball season, and she was the only person on her team with any prior volleyball experience, so they were pretty terrible. And um, we don't live in the area where she goes to school. She goes to school in the middle of where her mom and I live. Right. And so it's not the best school, and we kind of like it that way. We don't want to shelter them too much. But um, some of the parents are a little, I think the adjective would be ghetto. Um, okay. So this one guy, like, wearing lokes inside with a cane because he's been shot, you know, full, full deal. Nice. His daughter's on the team, and uh, she was terrible. And I went to a couple of the practices and she didn't practice, you know, she would just kind of phone it in and she's shooting hoops while they're supposed to be serving and doing that kind of thing. Oh, that's good coaching. That's oh, good. yeah, their coach was terrible. But so all game, put in number seven, put in number seven. No, your daughter sucks. Like she's on the bench for a reason. Stop yelling. It, yeah, I don't, I don't like the yelling. I, I like a come on team. Let's go, you know. That kind of thing, but. Yeah, I, and even at a sporting event, I guess it's okay, but I mean, like, we're in a ballet recital, and like, the guys, like, basically there's like, the problem with recitals is, uh, you go to see your kid, and yes. it's in a big theater, and, but you have to sit through like 30 performances mm-hmm. to get to where your kid does it, right? So you're like. It's just wretched. 
Yes. And so you're watching all these other kids. So every time they'll be up the stage and the light will suddenly be like, <laughs> so I go, it's all dark. I go, I'm an idiot. I like to just yell people's names. <laughs> and my wife is like, so the guy, like two throws out, like, who said that? Nice. <laughs> it's all dark. I was like, <laughs> my wife was like, do you ever do that again? I was like, I'm an idiot. I like to yell stuff at inappropriate times. <laughs> Yeah, the, the absolute worst when I, my kids did dance is there was one performance in a recital and they basically had exercise balls. They bounced back and forth to each other as they danced around it. Wow. And, and this is, if I had spent the kind of money that I spent for my kids to do ballet and tap to watch that, I would have been just furious. That's terrible. Well, like our thing is like a big deal where it's down in an amphitheater and like they have the company where the kids graduate up to the company eventually. And then it's like that dance moms type deal where mm-hmm. it's like hardcore and they go on to do whatever Juilliard or, but the, yeah. So when you're watching the 30 performance shows, like 10 are by the company, 20 are by the classes. And the worst classes are always like the hip hop. One <laughs> like a couple fat kids and like uh, one guy and <laughs> so the hip hop's always brutal to that watch. Terrible. So. And they're painfully white. <laughs> yes, they're not good. That's awesome. So so we're gonna segue into one more thing. Uh douche douche of the episode award. Okay. It's none of us, we're not in the running. Has anybody watched Matthew McConaughey in these commercials? Oh for? my god, my wife and I were just talking about those last <laughs> night. Adelaide, every every car commercial needs Matthew McConaughey in it. They're so fucking terrible. It's like he just passed. I drove it before it was cool, before anybody paid me to do it. So he just he just he passed Will Wheaton. He just passed Will Wheaton for the biggest. Beat. Oh yes, he is the worst. It's hard to beat Will Wheaton. He just drives around. He's like, I drove. I drove Lincolns before they were cool, before I started doing these commercials. I'm just yeah. like, you are the biggest conceited oh, douche. Sir. Such a tool bag. Thank you. You for haven't seen this, up. John? No, I have not. Oh They're my terrible. god. I, I try to avoid commercials whenever possible. It's him just driving around in the car, talking about driving the car. Arbitrarily looking in side view mirrors and just out oh, there terrible. Is he is he naked with the bongos on as well? He might as well be. It's, you it's know he really was arrested weird. once in Austin yes. for uh, playing the bongos loudly at night when he was naked. In- incredibly self-indulgent commercials. Yes. Almost as self-indulgent as, as this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He's not that big a douche. <laughs> right. And the reason we don't put ourselves in the running for douche of the podcast is because I would win every time. Like, the, like we got to give the actors I, a I chance. I think it goes with the territory. Right. So uh, we have a quiz. That's it. We've right. run through the segues. So that's all magic segues that have happened. Uh, Jason, do you have any issues you want to talk about? I, John, you're in the Dallas area, right? Correct. What what town do you live in? Richardson. Have you been to the, the game store Madness in Plano? I have. Do you I like have. it? I, that's, <clears throat> so I was in Texas last uh, Tuesday just for the day. Yeah. And went... 30 minutes out of my way just, just to go up there. I love that it's story. It's huge. Yeah, it's, huge. it's amazing. And, and they're a friendly bunch. Um, they're, it's not quite my crowd. Um, oh, you don't like the, uh, pierced and tattooed, dyed hair girls? I mean, they're, they're nice enough human beings, but I, mean, I. That is my crowd. Yeah. That's. Yeah, that's Jason not has, my... Jason has crop circles on his arms. Uh-huh. Well, 
my crop circles are far away from <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's all I had. No, it's, it's a nice store. It's a big store. It's They've a big got store. lots of stuff. Lots I of comics. Get better deals online. So yeah, but I did go in there just the other day looking for something. I'm a fan. And they've got a nice gaming area, too. So what's what's the store, Jason? Do so we wanna... it used to be a grocery store. That's how big it is. Yeah, and it's... and half of it, they sell comics and collectibles, and the other half is is all board games and war games and stuff. Yeah, it's probably maybe 10% war games, a lot of yeah, yeah a lot of miniatures. Uh, and they must have 30 or 40 gaming tables there. Yeah, it's a nice setup. So and what's the, what's the name of the store? Madness. Madness. Madness, okay. So friend of the show... Um, seriously. Turned oh yeah. Into that. yeah. 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 Did you hook up with him while you were down there? No, I was. I flew in at six and flew out at five. Oh wow. Yeah. So, wow. It was one of those charter jet, you know, all in a charter jet. I'm sure. Oh, of course. Yeah, just me and the pilot. Well, next time you're through, I'll. Yeah, if I had been there longer, I was gonna see if we could do dinner, but I couldn't. I couldn't stay long enough. All right. I'm a I'm a jet set. You know. Yeah, hanging <laughs> with your G6. That's right. All right, so, Dave. John, you ready? As ready as I'll ever be. How many beers? I'm on my second. So. Oh come on, John. Well, I can go and get another one if you want. Though, to though people think this podcast lasts forever, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you ready for the quiz? I'm as ready. Yes. Now, when I when I do the podcast, I literally have a uh, a uh, travel pack of six beers with that fake ice stuff all sitting next to me with a bottle opener. See, I thought about doing that and having an empty milk jug so I could urinate in it as well. That's, oh, that's okay. a great idea. Or but a I catheter. Just, just do a catheter. That's what I, I would do. I get, yeah, that could that could work. The problem with the catheter is removing the catheter. Right. Oh, it's not the putting in. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the worst part of that? I don't. I haven't experienced either one. Oh, it's all bad. When I was an NP, whenever a guy would fight with us, the medics, the combat medics, would always put a catheter yep. in the gun. And I was like, "Did he need a catheter?" They're like, "Fuck no!" But he fought with you, so fuck him. <laughs> they were just if you fought with the NPs, they would always put a catheter. That's <laughs> That's a military justice system at its best. You see, Jay. Yep. Okay, so we've got a quiz, John. Uh, just so you know, this is an optional quiz. You don't have to take the quiz. Go on. Come on, pass that. Keep going. Okay, we don't have to go through this. Okay. Uh, I've, I've listened enough. And I have to say, uh, the quiz is rapidly becoming a thorn in my side. I hate this fucking quiz. It's the one thing I actually have to do <laughs> to prepare it. So, um, let's, let's just get uh, accustomed to the fact that the quiz might either become shorter or poorer in quality as time goes on. So. All right. All right, John, here we go. So this is the quiz. The, the, the one great thing about the quiz, though, is we've gotten some hilarious um, um, stories <laughs> based on answers. So the whole Stonewall Jackson fighting for the Union yeah. has been like a meme in the uh, in the, the guild for at least a month now. That's so. one for the ages. All right, John, you ready? Yeah. Name the four main battles of the Waterloo campaign. Quattro Bra. Okay. Ligny, Wall, yeah. and Waterloo itself. Okay. There we go. Wow. Fourth, sure to cause controversy. People say that was too easy. I wouldn't have gotten any of those. 
So during the American Civil War, obviously there were horrible casualties to both sides. Uh, name the five costliest battles of the American Civil War in casualties. We're talking total casualties. Total casualties. Well, I'm gonna name four of the five, right? No, five. Dude, five. I'm out of the name it's, four. Oh, okay, okay. I can't you name four anymore? Because I've, I've run out of questions. Uh, so name okay. the five costliest battles. Alright, I'm just gonna throw some stuff out here. Uh, probably, and probably a year from now, I'm gonna say, name the 20 costliest battles <laughs> the American Civil War. I think that's fair. Um, so, let's start off with Gettysburg as one of them. Check. Uh, Antietam. Check. Uh, Shiloh. And uh, no, uh, let's see. What's that? I've done three? Yep. Three. Um, uh, I'm starting to draw a blank. Uh, Chancellorsville. Check. And there's one where they charged a bunch of trenches with Grant. Um, I don't know. Let's say the wilderness. That's probably wrong. We will accept. We need you to be more specific about the wilderness. Oh fuck! Uh part two. Part two. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I don't know. Um, I'm trying not to cheat by getting my book. Um, Do not reach. We're, we're Jason right now is is cutting your internet access. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I have the book still over behind. Um, I don't know. Uh... Jason, don't you say a word. No, I'm not saying anything. Because I know you know all these answers. You're like, it's right on the tip of my tongue. It is, well, it probably is, and I'll remember it right after you say it, but um, I don't know. Petersburg? I don't know. Nope. Okay. That wasn't even in the wilderness, I don't think. Spotsylvania was the Spots- one I was going to say. There you Spots- go. Spotsylvania. That's so the, the interestingly, the order is Gettysburg by far number one. Mm-hmm. Yep. 50, Fifty-one thousand casualties, which is tremendous when you consider it's seventeen thousand higher than the next one. Wow, Chickamauga is thirty-four thousand. Chickamauga was a big one, and it basically only because some of these days are multiple day battles. Yeah, Chickamauga is a two-day battle. Right, so you're going to lose more. Chancellorsville was number three. Spotsylvania was number four. And and some of the reason why these totals are higher, too, is because some of them are later in the war, you know, when mm-hmm. the armies were bigger. Antietam is number five. At the time, Antietam was uh, the bloodiest, and especially when you consider the size of the the, the armies at Antietam. Antietam was a day, right? Antietam was basically one day, but the key is the Confederate Army was only like 40,000 at Antietam, and it lost like ten or 11,000 guys. So the percentage of casualties was tremendous. I mean, they were like fought out by the time. And it's, it's even worse when you consider that A.P. Hill's division showed up at the end of the day mm-hmm. to give them numbers. You know what I mean? Basically, they were fighting without A.P. Hill for most of the day. So the casualties as an overall percentage of the, the, uh, the army that was on the field for the Confederates was tremendous. So how many I get right? Three or two? You're three. right. So let's get down to three. <laughs> three out of five. Cigarette seven. 
Sorry, sorry for trying to give you a little bit of knowledge. That's there. fine. I, we, we I appreciate it. Value. Whatever, John. I don't care. Don't don't give me courtesy compliments. Okay. Right. So next question: When the British introduced tanks in World War One, yep. they were differentiated as female and male. Correct. What was the difference between them? Uh, I think the males had cannons and the females had machine guns. Correct. Ding ding ding. Right. And this is also historic in that this is our first World War One question we've ever asked. Wow, really? I'm not a World War One guy, so it's not really a topic I know a lot about. But... Wikipedia has plenty, though. Yeah, apparently. The next question. The five-star general of the Army rank is one of the highest ranks in the U.S. Army. Name the four generals who held this rank during World War II. During World War II. During World War II. MacArthur. Check. Eisenhower. Check. And how many of them are? Four? Four. Um, Marshall? Check. The next one would be, like, I, I think it's a tough one. Is it Bradley? Nope. That's it. So, Bradley got it in 1950. Okay. Hap Arnold. Hap Arnold. Okay. It's tough because he was in the Air Force, right? But the Air yep. Force was part of the Army at the time. Yep. So, I mean, that's that's a tough one. That's that's a good... I thought you did a good run there. I don't know if I would have gotten that one. Okay, so now it's just going going to go downhill from here, John. Just so you know. <laughs> so, I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. In the War of Spanish Succession, the French, the, <laughs> the French army fielded a variety of units that were considered household troops, royal household troops. Name three of the units they fielded that were known as household troops. These are like a royal household forces, the best of the best. Musketeers? That's one. Ah, there you go. That's all I'm going to get. Um. You could guess the others. Household troops. Passars? No. That's that's a general are you talking about Hussars in general? Yeah, see I'm yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm dredging here. So that's one mistake. Um I don't know. Uh I'm not gonna get this, so uh Chevalier, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> He's trying to see some random French <laughs> term. Yeah. There's no fucking way I'm going to get it. So, All right, so they had the they had the Garde du Corps. Okay. Which I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. They had the Musketeers. They had yeah. the French the French Guards, which were infantry, a regiment of the French Guards, the regiment of the Swiss Guards, which were also infantry. They had the hundred Swiss. Uh, horse grenadiers, which were the grenadier du cheval or whatever. So you get a one out of three for that. That's fine. Better than I the, thought I would. Yeah, the musketeers, so it's good. Alright. And now this, this next bonus. This is all bonus. So you shouldn't let the impact of these questions hurt your ego or, or your opinion yeah. of yourself. It's okay. 
Just so right our now, just our opinion of you. Yeah, yeah John. John, how are you feeling about yourself right now? Pretty good. I I feel fine. I need another okay. beer. That's that's what I feel about now. Do you want to go get a beer real quick? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Why don't, yeah. Let's stop while you are we gonna pause? All right. All right. I'll be right back. Which basically means that Jason's gonna just record whatever I say while he pretends that we're paused. So. Well, if we're gonna pause, I'll pause. I'm pausing right now. I mean, is that a real? So, so John went and grabbed a beer and a reserve beer. Oh, nice. Because one beer just isn't gonna. You gotta, you gotta have something to fill your ammo pouches up with. Yeah, well, that was Dave's work, so a little staff work here. <laughs> yeah, it's like you you got one beer. He's like, yeah. I said, what about the other beer? <laughs> the backup beer. Napoleon said you always have to keep a reserve. You know, so. I didn't do that. I should have. Why wouldn't you get a back? What a backup drink mm-hmm. or what? Yeah. Wait, the problem though is. Oh, I'll, I'll wait till you're doing your review, Dave, and I'll go get a drink. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, well, I mean, the problem is then ice melts, right? So if you need ice, it's going to be. It's great big balls of ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're here for the bonus question. So okay. us and all the listeners, we're all just basically hanging out waiting for this bonus question. It's going to be so awesome. Edge of our seats. I know. So, uh, okay, so during the Second Punic War, Hannibal commanded the Carthaginian forces against Rome. He fought many battles during his campaigns. Name four of his Roman opponents during the campaigns and the oh. battle they fought. Jesus. Fuck. Um, Zama, is that one of them? That is one. And I have no fucking idea who the Roman was. So that won't count because that's basically the point of the question. <laughs> I have no idea, so that won't count. Um, how many battles you want? And four. And four? I want four generals, Roman generals, and the battles they fought versus Hannibal. Um, and we're not we're not talking about Hasdrubal or any of the uh, the relatives of Hannibal. I want Hannibal. And I know you were like, "Oh shit!" Well, that knocks. <laughs> yeah, I, that wasn't going to happen anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, Scipio Africanus. For Is which that... battle? Fuck, I don't know. Uh, I think you should Car- get a half point for each. You get general. Scipio? What battle did he fight? Uh, I have no idea. I know he fought. Do <laughs> you want to take a zero for this portion, John? Yeah, I'll take a zero for this portion. There's, there's a universe of listeners that are saying, please just take a zero. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, I'll just take a zero because there's no fucking way I'm going to get any of these. Well, he actually fought Zama, so that would have been a correct answer, but I'm super, I'm super strict. That's fine. The only other one I, I, I thought you might have gotten, believe me, I would have gotten none of these, by the way, So, but it is bonus, so let's not get too upset. Uh, oh, I'm sometimes, upset. sometimes in canning, people... Uh, oh, yeah. It's Varro. I think it's Varro was one of them. Let's see what the fuck. Dave has notes. No, I just have to have the answers in case he... he Is that he, where he fought against... Varro uh, and Paulus. Paulus, okay. So, And there, there is Fabius, too, but Fabius Maximus, but I don't know that I would have ever but gotten the right battle. Right. I don't know if I would have ever gotten the right battle. So... So for the record, we're looking at four, five, eight, twelve out of twenty. It's pretty good. It's good. That's, 
How does that, that beats Lucas, doesn't it? No, that beats, yeah. Well, and also you create. I think that might be both of Lucas's combined. (laughs) And the key is you created no guild legends from (laughs) your answers. So I think that's really a victory for everybody. And history in general. And the California educational system. That's right. Or the the United States educational system. You're you're from Oklahoma originally, though, right, John? I grew up in Oklahoma. Um, Never thought I'd end up in Texas, but I did, so. Because Texas is your big rival. Correct. Although I went to grad school in Texas, so. Which one? That's, uh, University of Texas in Austin. Now, is your wife a Texan? Uh, she grew up in New Jersey and her, moved here when she was nine, so. Oh, where'd, you, where'd she grow up in New Jersey? Uh, Patterson. Oh, the bad area. That's near the bad city. area. Yeah, 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 it's not, not the greatest part of the world. I'm from the shore, so. <laughs> Well, that's cool. And your wife's a redhead? Uh, yes, she is. Good job, buddy. <laughs> that's the way to go. I only know this because John and I are Facebook friends, so. Uh, he, he trolls me on Facebook. No, I just, I just see the updates. That's it. That's all I do. I don't troll anybody. <laughs> but, but as an Irish American, big fan of redheads. So big fan. But yes, her, her, my mother-in-law is from Ireland, born and raised there. Oh, that's so. cool. Nice. Very good. So you met her in Texas? Yes, when I was in grad school and she was an undergrad, so. At some, at some weird keg party? No, actually we lived in a co-op in, outside of Austin, which wow. is a weird hippie-esque uh, apartment complex. Alright, let's talk about this, John. Here's where we're gonna get off the, uh, the script. Wow. Oh, that's what, was, what was that like, John? Uh, very weird, very weird. I was in grad school, trying to get into grad school, and there's all these people uh, you know, doing all sorts of weird college things. Um, it yeah, but was, John, you're you're there. How did how did you get hooked up with them? Because I needed a place to stay, and I didn't want to look for an apartment. And it was easy. All I had to do was come up and interview, and they had an apartment for me. So hmm. did you grow uh, your own beans? I did not grow my own beans, but part of being there, you had to do labor in the co-op, and so it's like a kibbutz. Kind of like a kibbutz, yes. Cook dinner, or clean up, or do maintenance in the apartment complex, and I ended up cooking and cleaning. So they had basically bought this complex, and to live there, you had to be part of the structure? Correct. Correct. Mm -hmm. And some people would clean up in the common area. Some people would mow the grass. Some people would fix things when people threw a beer bottle through a wall. Or So what what was your job? Uh, I usually cooked dinners or cleaned up after dinners. Okay. That's a good job. How long did you live there? I lived there for six months. Yeah. One semester. Long enough to meet your wife? <laughs> Although we didn't start dating until a year and a half later. So I knew her there, and um, she thought I was too old for her. So. <laughs> no, no. So how did you guys hook back up? She called me one day and said, let's go out. And we dated from then on out. Dated no, That's no, very, no. very hippie-ish of her. What was her job? Not very hippie at all. What what was her job there? I think she cooked and cleaned, cooked dinners as well. So you guys are both in the kitchen staff. Correct. Okay. So you leave. She's still there. She, she only lasted, yeah. She only lasted another semester. And her parents had an apartment for. Her. She has three older sisters. Okay. Her parents bought a condo, and there wasn't room for her to stay in it. So, so that's why she's in the co-op. So are, are, were your wife's parents kind of affluent? Mm, not. 
No, they're very frugal. But they bought a condo in Austin. Yeah, they lost money off the deal. <laughs> they they bought it in the in the high and sold it when it was a bust. So 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 they bought a condo and some of the kids got to stay there. But your wife was like, they're like, no, you can go stay over in the commune with the with the hippie people. Well, she has three older sisters, and it was a one-bedroom condo. Right, so, so the idea was the older ones get priority. You correct. can go hang out with the hippies. Yes. Like correct. you said, they're frugal. They're practical people. They are practical people, yes. So so when she called you to go out again, so you guys, she calls you, what happens? You're, you're hanging out in, like, an apartment in Austin? Yeah, I was in actually a house. I had uh, two roommates, and I was actually at a... Oh, Oklahoma, Texas football game in Dallas when she called. So, <laughs> now, how old were you at that point? I was twenty-four. And she called you what on your answering machine because you didn't have a cell phone. I'll talk to my roommate. So, because um, there were no cell phones. No, there were no cell phones. Yeah, that was so a long kids, time ago. kids, remember, like back then, there were no cell phones. <laughs> no, no, there were no cell. This is nine eighty-nine. So you get back from the football game and your buddy tells you, hey, uh, this girl called. Some broad called. Yeah. No. And yeah. you're like, Shazam. I, I planted the seed and it really grows. Shazam. It only took a year and a half. So. Now, what was the age difference? Six years difference. So you were how old? I was, I must have been 25 because she was 19 then. Wow. Wow. Good so, well done. So then she basically calls you and says, I want to go out with you. Well, it wasn't quite that uh, overt. She said, "Let's get together sometime," okay. and I immediately when I get there because I'm desperate. So <laughs> you're like, "How much <laughs> I'm on my way. <laughs> I'm on, no, it wasn't. That bad. It was. Close. So, so you guys go out? Would you guys go out that night or something? Uh, the next night, I think. All right. So what uh, happened? I forget. We went to saw, saw a movie, and I free. I can't even remember what movie it is. She knows the date and what we did. Right, I don't. So, you, so you guys go out to a movie and like, were you like, this girl's the one for me? Uh, I didn't quite know at the time. I was just like, hey, I'm going out with somebody. That's okay. exciting enough. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm with you. I, I, I feel you. Exactly. So, so how long did you guys date before you were like, this is the girl I want to marry? Oh, probably a year. Wow. And then we, um, I didn't actually propose to her for another year. And when she was about to start med school, and she said, where, where are we going with this? Hmm. And so I took that opportunity to go out and get a ring. So Nice. Nice. And so this this is basically like a, not a wargaming conversation. I'm just I'm so curious because in the end, this is the podcast is basically us just talking to each other. So I'm honestly, I think that's very interesting. With me, my wife, I was much later in life, and uh, I'd been set up, and I met my wife. And afterwards, I dropped her. My wife was a flight attendant for United Airlines at the time, and I dropped her off at the airport to fly back from our blind date. And uh, I drove to a gaming convention, and I told my buddies, I said, "If that girl likes me as much as I like her, we're going to be married." <laughs> Sweet, that's awesome. First date, and that was it. But I was older, though. You know, I think when you're older, you have a better idea of what yeah, you want. What you're looking for. You know, I think she was more. Uh had her eyes on me than I had my eyes on her. Oh, so she was pursuing you. Yeah, they're you're, not wrong with that. You're a catch. Nice. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so let's get back to the wording. So, sorry, guys. We're going to 
segue that. I, I know I, I took us down that rabbit trail, but I thought that was fascinating. So. I'm glad somebody does. <laughs> well, uh, okay. that's, that's the only reason I do this. I, I like talking war games are. Yeah, fuck. So I mean, basically the whole thing is it's just us talking about shit. So whatever. Talking about shit. That's a fucking it sounds, game. That's like, kind of like me and Braxton when we were at GMT. We just kind of talked about weird shit as we play. Well, that, yeah, that's including that's what, scout sauerkraut juice. Well, that's yes. what Luke, that's what Lucas has always said about this guild. It's not about like uh, the games. It's about the fact that it's a bunch of guys who have something in common, who like hanging out or talking to each other, and it's a filter. So if you meet a guy who likes what we do, then that guy's probably going to be a good guy to game with. Mm-hmm. So. John yeah. shows up at GMT West with Braxton, a guy he's never met before, who's yeah, right. also a guild member. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because I had reserved a room at the lovely Sequoia Inn in Hanford, and right. about <laughs> two months before the convent, or going up there, Braxton sends me a geek mail and said, uh, Lucas isn't coming, you want to share a room, since so I was going to share a room with Lucas. I said, what the hell? And I tell my wife this, and my wife is kind of, what the hell are you doing? How do you know he's not going to kill you? And so I promptly sent Braxton an email, or geek mail, and said, I hope you're not an axe murderer. My wife is concerned. And he promptly replies by saying, well, I'm not an axe murderer, but I'll leave the straight razor and the duct tape out. <laughs> Just in case. All right, so let, let's let's go into that. So tell me about your GMT West experience with Braxton. So, and this is all just kind of the idea that if you like what we do and you're on our guild, you're going to like the guys that are on our guild, and you can hook up with these guys, and they're they're always going to be good guys. So, and and I don't consider that a legally binding opinion. No, so not at all. We're not, not assuming any liability. Right, so, so what? So give us GMT West from 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 nuts to bolts. All right. So I fly into lovely Fresno. Mm-hmm. Uh, rent a car about 45 minutes to Hanford driving down the lovely highway seeing all the raisin fields and it's desolate I don't know if you've ever <laughs> for those of us who have not, not been out there there's not much to be seen my right family there. in Fresno um, and so I get pulled and I google where GMT is staying so it's I've got a map of how to get there and I pull up and it's a parking lot next to a warehouse and there are no signs in and it's it's not really a rough neighborhood, but it's not a, a lovely neighborhood. And it's, where, so, it's warehouses. Yeah, it's warehouses. And there's no signs anywhere. There's no right, idea. It's hard to find. There's, it's like a, it's like a loading dock next to a giant warehouse. Hmm. Yeah, there's an air conditioning company sign there that looks like it's been there since 1950. And so I text Braxton and say, Am I in the right place? He goes, yeah, I'll come out and meet you. And he comes, he walks out and I've seen pictures of him on the guild, so I knew who he was. And we go into the warehouse, which is Spartan to the extreme. Um, and there, ta- there must be 30 or 40 tables of guys there, uh, in various states of body mass. <laughs> <laughs> We find a table and we just start playing. And now you guys, you guys unleashed an orgy of wargaming that has not been seen in years. I mean, like, how many games did you guys play during those those days? The first day we played two games of Combat Commander, a game of uh, Fading, uh, fading, game of Fading Glory, and I think that last because I got there at about three, and that 
we break, broke for dinner, went to lovely In-N-Out, and... You don't like In-N-Out? That was fine. It no, was that, fine. that seemed kind of... No, that seemed no kind don't, of, don't you ride In-N-Out? No, In-N-Out's fine. Um, but it's just, you know, there's only so much fast food you can handle after a certain point in time. Because that's true. Let, let's not, let's not, uh, downgrade In-N-Out based on the number of fast food you'd eaten prior to that. But In-N-Out's right. pretty oh. high quality. Yeah, for fast food, it's high quality. Okay. Um, and I forget what we played after that. We did something else. Um, but we, we lasted until about 11 o'clock that night. And, uh, come back the next morning and we, Go to Starbucks for something. Um, and this and, is, is this Friday? Yeah, Friday morning. Okay. And we hit Pass of Glory and we did that one game for eight hours. Wow. Is this and, when you guys busted up the fezzes? Yeah, actually I came up and I bought two fezzes and I gave one to Braxton. Where does um, one buy a fez? Uh, the Village Hat Store online. Oh. Um, so, no, you, so you packed two fezzes. You I put have, them in I your suitcase. Of which my bride was very shocked that I would buy a fez. <laughs> Next time we need the fake mustache. <laughs> <laughs> so we played uh, Passive Glory all that day. And then after that, I don't even remember. We did something. We, then after that, we broke for dinner. And we actually found a Thai place in Hanford. Nice. Wow. Uh, Thai food. And we did we did something that night. I think we did hop lights. No, we did blood and iron, blood and roses. Blood that was and the game. That, blood and roses. That was the game you won. Yeah, that was the first game I won because Braxton just kicked my ass every time. And um, then we did something else later that night. Maybe we did a hop light. Yeah, we did a hop light as well. And we ended up about eleven thirty that night as well. And then on Saturday, we get back, and they have the donuts and the GMT, Gene Billingsley monologue for an hour and a half. Right. Brutal. Um, the one that I raged through the entire time? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he starts off by talking about... It's, oh, like, thir- it's like 30 minutes too long. Yeah, exactly. And he went off about how he loves Apple and how how, how can we be like Apple. And then he said, well, we can never be like Apple, but... Apple does some great things, but this so what what he wants to do, and then he brought up uh, the uh, the what's the new G, uh, game that just came out? Was it One by the Sword? Yes. And the problems with that, and how they're going to do to make sure these problems don't happen in the future. He said the great quote by Gene that says, I'm not going to name any names about who to blame, but let's just say that we're going to do different do things differently in the future. So. If you want to find out who's to blame, you go buy one by the sword and look who designed it and who playtested it, and that's who to want. Um, what, did you meet John Wootrus? I did. John, yeah. yeah. He Talk is to, there. John's the man. There. He uh, he watched us play Hoplite, gave us a lot of pointers, talked to John for probably an hour. I, I love John. He's a great guy. Yeah, he, he's moving to Dallas, uh, so I exchanged contacts. Oh, really? Yeah. Um so he took a new job and he's going to be based out of Dallas. So I'll be linking up with him hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I love John. Um, wandered over and watched the Gallipoli game being played in and out. And I looked at the coin games that they're playtesting. Saw the new Seven Years War game they're playtesting as well as the 
Hitler's, there's some World War II game that looks, I forget the name of it, that they're playtesting there. Um, what, it was interesting to me how the differences in the playtest quality <laughs> showing out there. On the high end are all the new coin games. So you've got the, uh, Revolution, American Revolutionary War game, the Gallic War game, there's another coin game on the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, was Famous Ken there? Ken T? Yes. Oh, the, is that the Down in Flames guy? Oh, he's the Philippines uh, coin guy. Yes, yeah, and he's he's working on a game on the Philippines. And what's interesting to me is every coin game that they are playtesting or they are thinking about putting on the P500, the, the quality of the, the playtest games is amazing. They're almost production quality. I mean, they're not quite, but they're almost production quality. They've spent a lot of time working on the boards, working on the pieces, working on where things are. I didn't play any of them, but you can tell they put a lot of thought and effort into it. I mean, obviously, Volko's been talking to each one of these guys and spent a lot of time and effort on it. And it's really impressive how much work that they've put into it, how much thought they've put into the coin games. Um, I think they they view coin games as being a, a major part of their income stream in the future. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they sell really well. On the other end of the spectrum, there's the Seven Years' War, which is a basically a reboot of the Napoleon War uh, game. And there's the uh, the World War II game. I forget what it's on the P500. Okay, hold on. Seven Years' War. So you're talking about like the Napoleonic Wars? That game? Yeah. The card-based game? Yeah, it's a it's a reboot of the Napoleonic Wars game, but it's a Seven Years' War. Well, that sounds good. I like <laughs> I like the sound of that. And there's also a World War II area movement. I forget the name of it, but I talked to it. And that's that the and, block game. No, it's. No. I forget. I don't know. It, it all starts to run together. Doesn't matter. But the play testing things. I mean, my kids could have made a better play. <laughs> they're crayon. They're scribbled. I understand their works in progress, but they didn't, compared to the coin playtest games, right. it's light years different. It's light years difference. There's just a, a, a whole lot more thought put into, put into the coin games right now. And it was impressive. And in between was the Gallipoli game, which the map is really impressive. It's put a lot of effort into the counters and the rules, but it's still, it needs another jump in production quality to be presentable. Right, and I think though some of the stuff is it's just playtest stuff and they want to be sure it's going to be ready before they like do the full full on production for the yeah. quality. Yeah, there's there's a, there's an element of that, but also I think that um, you've got developers on the coin side that are uh, Volco in particular. But, well they they know the kind yeah, of candy might... they need to dangle to get the, the urges. Right. To yeah. get us all fired up. And and they and they've got that candy really well done. No, I know. It's like if if it's coming into a game and it doesn't look pretty, it needs to look good and be good mm. for me to buy it. You know, so I want to see shots of it. And if if the playtest play shots look rough, then I won't buy. It. I won't. I won't. I'll also I won't pre-order. At least I'll wait till it comes out. Yeah. No. And exactly. And I I came across with the same impression after after watching this stuff. And, I and, the truth, and the truth is, these games, it's not about pre-ordering. It's about ordering, right? Yeah. There's a tendency for gaming companies to become too obsessed with pre-order. 
Well, the truth is, don't you want, like, 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 uh, Marshall Enterprises comes out and says, hey, we're gonna do 400 copies, we're doing pre-order, that's it, that's all we're gonna do. Well, don't you want to have a game that's gonna be sold over time? Like, so, it tells me, like, you're, lo- you're looking for impulse buys, wouldn't you want to have a game that we think this game is going to be the shit? People are always going to want to buy this game. Yeah. You know what I mean? If people focus too much on the initial rush on the game, oh, limited quantity, we're only yeah. doing this many. Well, if and then it doesn't have to be good because they're not going to reprint it. Yeah, if you had a great game, you, need, you don't need to have a limited quality. No. That that's tells me that you don't think your game's great. Well, that's that's why most of these companies don't survive more than ten years. Yeah, it just seems like if if a, if a company's going to come out with games, every game should be a game that, that people will want to buy. And if you don't think that, then don't make the game. Um, I agree. It was it was it was an interesting experience to see how the sausage is made. <laughs> so so John, you had a great time. I did. I but had not a, a drinking time. No, no. Well. If we, if we did it, we would have to have a, if we do it, I, I would say if we're going to go out there again, I would go to the fall one. I'm going to be going to the fall GMT one. And if we go, we're going to do a van. We're going to hire a van and we're going to have a mixer <laughs> where we go drink. And then the van takes us back to the van. Nice. Ah, it sounds great. And then it takes us to our hotel. I mean, I had, I, I, I had a beer with Braxton one night. But that was fun. I still had a great time with Braxton. No, I, I agree that Braxton's great, but let's be honest. Not no not everybody's Braxton. No. Most people are not. But if yeah, we well, Okay. If, we can back up here and I can describe a little bit more about the ambiance, the flavor and ambiance that is the uh Well I I've been there so I know what it is, but yeah, I know you, free but, to but some of the listeners it. don't know what it's like. And there was one corner that was solely devoted to Euro play. And I called it the B.O. corner That's because so the weird. body odor was Joe's dense. I, my, <laughs> dense. Oh, it was awful. Oh, yuck. And, and they didn't play a war game the entire time in that corner. And it, that was the worst part of the whole thing. I mean, I don't have a problem with Euros, but you gotta, you gotta have some body hygiene people. <laughs> yeah. So, so my point is basically that, uh, the spring one, like, we're going to, uh, Constant World Expo. That's always going to be our, like, kind of early year event. So I have no problem with GMT, that their, uh, fall event being our, like, late, late year event that we'll go to. But it, we'll just, we'll set up events and we'll set up some kind of ride situations. So. That sounds cool. Because the GMT event is tough because you can't, when you're out there, you can't leave. And, and I don't know if they, if you pulled out a beer, they're not going to walk up to you and tell you not to drink it, but, it's not really a, like, you know what I'm saying, John? Can you yes. feel like? Exactly. It, you're in their warehouse and you're yes. surrounded by shelves of games. Yes. So it's not like where you're going to pull out a flask and be like, hey, let's all do a shot, you know? <laughs> yeah, and it's not like it's at, a, sometimes these things are at hotels where you can walk over to a bar mm-hmm. and have a beer and have something to eat and come You're like back. half a mile away. Correct. Correct. It's in the middle of nowhere. So yeah, so our events will be fall GMT and then uh, constant world expo. Yeah. So, so Jason, do you think you can go to the GMT event? Or you gonna... I would like to. I wanted to go to this one, but I was moving that. Well, if you time. flew into Burbank, I would drive you up there. It's a two-hour drive from me. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I fly for free. I mean, John flew into Fresno. I would not recommend that to anybody. That's... It was fine. How many gates does Fresno, probably 15, 18. Hmm. It's like Albuquerque. Yeah, it's kind of like, a, it's for, it, except it was nicer than the Albuquerque. <laughs> That's not hard to do. No, I know. I, I hate know. that airport. It's been down me. If Ralph says... Okay, John, so let's run into some basic, uh, we are way behind schedule. This is, That's this fine. episode, this episode may be the longest episode ever. That's all right. I can't be any worse than For Advanced After Combat. Was, was it that the three hour one? <laughs> well, Jason, don't you have somewhere to be at three? Are you, no, to... that was last night. I had my days mixed up, so I'm, I'm good all night. All right. So my wife's going to go to the hospital and see my ex-wife's baby here in a minute, so. For God. That sounds awkward. We are not even going to explore that. I mean, I, I know, guys, it was already uncomfortable when I went into uh, the whole story about John <laughs> meeting his wife and how that was. We're not going to get into all that. No? All right. Ah. We're good with that. So, uh, John, uh, what, what was your, what's your, how did you get into wargaming? Uh, I start, my uncle, I would go, every Thanksgiving we would meet at my grandmother's house. My uncle and his buddy would play tactics too. And this is the Are you fucking kidding me? No, I kid you not. And I watched him and I thought this is interesting and I. Hold on, hold on, hold on, real quick. This is at your grandmother's house? Yes, my uncle. And they would have, they would have tactics to set up in a room in your grandmother's house. Correct. Oh my lord. And so I thought this was great and I told my mother this when she was there and she, for my next birthday, bought me a copy of Rise and Decline of the Third Reich. Now, was your mother a big fan of your uncle? Yeah, it's her little, it's her, her, uh, it's her little brother. So, so what, what was the age difference between you and the uncle? Uh, my uncle is 17 years older than I am. So they, he's an adult. Yeah, so he must have been in his, I guess I was 13, so he was 30 at the time. So you show up at your, your grandmother's house and, and your uncle, who's a full-grown adult at this point with his grown-ass <laughs> man has a tactics two game set up in a room in your grandmother's house. Yep. Not in, the, not in his own house. No, it's my yeah. Because he it would be he it would be does, does he does he live with your grandmother at this no, point? No, no. It was just for the holidays. It was so just he, for said, the holidays. he said, "Hey, it's Thanksgiving. Hey, Grandma, let me set up a tactics two game." Yeah, they would be in one room of the house after Thanksgiving dinner, and his buddy would come over who he'd see once a year, and they'd play tactics too. That's awesome. So, is it, does this become this guy become like your war game guru? No, not at all. Oh my not, lord! That's the only thing my uncle would ever play. Okay, so oh yeah, so you're like, so you think it's cool? All right, yep. so let's go. So your mom buys you a game. Yep, buys me a Rise and Decline of the Third Reich, which is not an easy game to start off with. Right? No. And so I play that, and then a buddy. Yeah, she's like, she's like, this game will. She's like, <laughs> It'll scare you away. This will fix his ass. <laughs> now, she had what she was doing, she just bought it. She went into a store and said, "I want a war game," and they they sold it to her. Yeah, fuck her. <laughs> and so I had a buddy of mine in high school who had a subscription to S and T, and we would play it all the time. Now, at this point, were you the starting quarterback of your high school's varsity football team? I was the biggest nerd you can imagine. <laughs> God bless you. I mean, I have glasses. I was about five foot four, a hundred pounds. There's no way I would ever play a sport. So we could be blood related. 
<laughs> we may very well be. We might. Never. So you um, got it. You you enjoyed that game. You and your buddy played the shit out of it. Yeah, we played that. We played a bunch of other stuff. Um, we did a lot of S and T stuff, uh, strategy and tactics. Um, now, did you ever play your uncle? Yeah, he kicked my ass. So you said, did you ever, so how do you approach your uncle? Did you say, hey, I've been trying these games? And no, I said, let me, I, I mean, I would like to play after his buddy left and he would set it up and he would just clean my clock. Just kick my ass. I had no understanding of zones of control and how to manage my attacks and he would just trap, trap my guys and just decimate. Now was he cool about it? Or was he kind of a dick about it? He was cool about it. Because after you get saved, well, this is what you should have done. And I got better, but he still killed me every time. Is, you, is your uncle still alive? Oh, yeah. Do you ever play war games with him now? No, never. He doesn't play anymore. Why? Is it a uh, horrible war gaming accident that happened? Man. No, I think he got remarried. He got, he, he got remarried for the third time and decided he didn't need it. Oh, let me tell you guys, that is fucking bullshit. <laughs> that is total it's, bullshit. It's, it's, life. it's not my life. That's right. That's like a that's a wargaming castration, <laughs> right there. Let's not talk about castration. No, it's, a, it's bullshit. Like if if, if you're gonna marry somebody, they should accept you for who you are, not not some kind of changed version. Yeah, my wife has to do that like every three years or so as I well, get into something new. Move, dude, the smartest move I ever made with my uh, my wife, who is the love of my life, she's great. My second marriage, though, I said, I am not a work in progress. I am who I am. This is it. Yep. It's not going to change. This is me. Yep. I'm not going <laughs> to take your I shit. Words. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right, so so then, John, so that was the, the first one. What is your favorite war game? I don't know if I have a favorite. I've gone through phases where I love different things. Um, I don't have a favorite. I like lots of different things. I like complexity. I like ease. Easy no, that's, that's Wrong answer. Your answer was advanced squad leader uh, starter kit. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't like the starter kit as much as I like regular ASL. See, okay. But isn't it weird when we're playing John? Okay, John and I play uh, Decision and Else. We have a campaign going with ASL starter kit, which, by the way, makes me want to say skirmish kit all the time because I think SK mm. is skirmisher. So I'm always. I when we're playing, I always feel like I wish it was ASL because. There's yes. different things that could happen. Yes. That's why I don't like the starter kit. And the starter kit rules are poorly organized compared to the ASL rules. Well, it's it's basically like a fire hose of ASL rules that they're going to jam down your throat in nine pages. So that's... It's still fun. You just have to be in the right frame of mind for it. Well, we have a good time because we're wonderful people. <laughs> it's easy to do. And we enjoy, we enjoy playing with each other. But. And we don't give a shit about it. Really. And by the way, John uh, dropped a fucking artillery round into the top of a house and killed like three squads and a leader of mine with a critical hit. So. Nice. That was a good day. That was a good day. You little dick. <laughs> John's, roles, John's roles are just phenomenal. So... It's the programming I've done. <laughs> so overall, GMT West assessment, great. Yes, very much so. You enjoyed it. I would love to go back. It's the bride was not happy when I returned. So, oh really? Um, Why? Uh, uh, it was three days away, and uh, she realized that she'd actually have to do stuff. Mm. But you're coming to Consum World, right? 
I'm hoping that's to. a week. John, that's a wrong week. answer, dude. Ah, no. no, the dominoes start to fall. I like to have sex, so. <laughs> no, no, you, when, when she gets upset about GMT West, you have to be like, "This is nothing compared to how Concept World is going to be." Better get ready for it, baby. <laughs> but Jason, you don't even stay over at Constant World, so what the fuck are you talking about? I don't stay. Why should I? You should stay because we're playing a game, and you're like, it's like 9 p.m., and you're like, oh, I gotta go home. Saves I'm like, money. hey, I got Liberty Roads all set up. You're like, yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> it took 90 minutes to get it set up. That that was the big score at GMT when I know Rex I was so jealous the, when you found the that was a great score. Corner. It was in a corner, hidden underneath something. Oh yeah, so let's talk about the sales. You didn't talk about the sale part, so let's talk about the sale part. So, all right, so the 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 it's after the the Gene speech. With, they basically let people run wild in the in the thing, and they have one pallet that's a Gene's deals and you can't get a discount on those. Those are out of print stuff. But back hidden in, and all the Vivictus and Hexum games and a few other things are regular price. Uh, but everything else is half off. Everything. You could have bought a hundred games and they would have if they were all GMT games that were not out of print, they were half off. And so we're digging around in the back corner and Braxton sees this Liberty Rhodes copy and said, Do you have that? I said, no, but I've been looking for it. So I go up to Gene, actually, and say, is this in there? And he goes, oh, yeah, if it's out there, you can have it. Wow. So That's nice. I was happy. I'm jealous. Yeah. But everything else is half off. Yeah, but apparently Jason can't play Liberty Roads after 10 p.m., so it doesn't matter anyway. So. <laughs> oh, I love you. Dude, you're a podcast host now. You, it's not like you're a regular guy. You need to be at these conventions and stay the whole time. We'll see, we'll see what we can do this year. Can't you just drive in? Can't you just sex up the wife like a lot early and then just make up for it later on? I'm sure I could. Be like, look, I'm going to take a week off. I yeah. need a week off. Yeah. And and she's not far away. She could come visit you. Exactly. If, if we're playing, she could come like, bring us more beer like, and skull. Yeah, if you're like, I need like 20 minutes, I'll be like, fine, go upstairs. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> you're too kind, 20 minutes. Come on. Because if, if it's, yeah, if it takes more than 20, then it's either her problem or your imagination problem. So what, what you do is you give her the iPad and say, these are the sites you need to look at. I'll be there in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I like. Let's go. So, so, so the, the advanced after combat events are Constant World Expo during the early year. Late year, it's going to be GMT West at Hanson. So will we ever do a, uh, uh, official AAC? Yeah, if I can get more than fucking a dozen guys to show up at one of these events. Yeah. Because otherwise, what's the point? Including Constant World, John. Alright. One of them. One of them. You know, guys are like, like, guys are like, hey, let's have an advanced after combat convention. I'm like, yeah, that'd be great if we could have like 12 guys show up at one convention. Yeah. It's I, already being held. My vote is still Dallas, though, by the way. That's fine. No, I vote for Dallas. It's the best, it's the best location. Yeah. No one's going to St. Louis. Plus so then John will have to plan the whole thing. So, I think <laughs> I, I rely on John. Yeah, that's the idea. Well, as long as we can have a bunch of beer, we're okay. Yeah. Yeah, beer and games and fried food. What we're known but Jason, for. I thought you said you were going to start going with Fall GMT West. Yeah, I was I was going to go this year, but I moved that weekend. 
No, I get that, but I'm just saying for long run. Yeah, long yeah, run. I should be good for next year. I just don't know because I cannot over. go to I can't go to the spring one first of all because yeah, it's my six year old birthday. Birthday party. But second, because I'm going a month later to a to a concert world, so it's not going to happen. Oh yeah. So concert world expo early year, GMT West Hanford late year. That's the plan. Sounds good. Maybe we can get them to, you know, make a Five Guys in Hanford or something. Get some more but food. Applebee's. Yeah. Yeah. Chilies. I'm intrigued by Thai food, though. I do enjoy it wasn't Thai food. That good. It wasn't that good, but it was better than Chili's. Yeah. Applebee's, yeah. Uh, and Are there was one guy at the uh, GMT who is an older guy who dyes his hair orange, and he was at the Thai place as well. Oh, I'm familiar. Terry? That older guy? What does that put him at, like 80 years old? Well, he's he looks like he's closer to uh, Social Security time than I am, which is not saying. <laughs> So, so John, did you love Wootrus? Yeah, yeah, Wootrus is a nice guy. Great guy, love him. One of my favorite guys. So, and we, it doesn't hurt if you if you're at an event. Wootrus is like kind of a big guy. Yep. Never hurts that big guys around. <laughs> Just in case. Always <laughs> my policy. I don't think shit's going down at you. I think he's minutes talking about rum too. So, generally, my policy, yeah, as do as Caesar does. Doesn't hurt to have big guys around. <laughs> Get a wootress around you, it's fine. Hey, uh, so, so John, because Jason's a complete fuckhead. I thought we were going to address that. And, and fucked up the recording. I fucked up uh, the recording. Do, do you have a review? Give me reviews, John? Just curious. Just wondering. Um, and actually, in Jason's defense, I mean, I think it was a psychological uh, uh, effort for him to try to get us more inebriated so we could start off in uh, okay. almost your state. For but the record, also, Jason might have, he might have said he thought your first effort was a little subpar, so he deleted it. No, I like it. He's like, I'll just tell him some bullshit about not recording it. Or... In the first the first instance in AAC history, we have not recorded a segment. Yeah, usually I think you're not recording and you are, so I'm like, oh, fun, man, man, man. You're like, oh, I got all that on tape. That has been documented. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to talk about Zulus on the Rampart. Wait, let me write this down. I didn't get it the first time. Are we recording, Jason? Are uh, you sure? Let me check the levels. We're good. Good. Right. Zulus on the Ramparts by Victory Point Games, and it's I'm talking about. I like the first one you did. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're doing fine. The uh, I'm going to talk about the second edition, and uh, the com- we'll start off with the component quality, and it's a much nicer component quality than the first edition. Uh, I do, I do has, like those counters that they have. Is it, do you um, like it because you can smoke your meat with the counters? No, <laughs> I like it, it it has the laser cut. It comes with a sanitary napkin that you can wipe the uh, uh, burn marks off of it. Um, and But seriously, it comes with two maps. Uh, the component quality is pretty good. Uh, it's nice, hard, almost wood stock. Uh, the bad side of this game... The, the second map is like that puzzle piece thing. Yes, the second map is a puzzle piece. And I, to be honest, I've never used the paper version. I've only used the puzzle piece version. Um, uh, and I guess we we should also mention that uh, there's an iOS version, and a, uh, an app that you can get. And I don't like the app as much as I like the cardboard version because I think there's a, there's a lot more Chrome that you can add on to the Zulus on the Rampart game. And I think it makes you pay more attention, right? Like, 
I play the apps and I'm like, eh, you know, it doesn't really matter. It, no, it doesn't really matter what you do. And you, you can, there's a lot more decision making that goes on in the, in the cardboard game. Uh, but the really the, the thing that I hate about the States of Siege games is they're all the same game with different levels of theme. Amen. And looking at the, uh, what is it, the Soviet Dawn game that's in 3CI, mm-hmm. the Levy on Mass, I haven't played any of the other games. It's all the same format. Uh, you have a, a grid of, uh, it's basically an X, and they twist it around in different ways. But yeah, you're you're starting in the center, and you have four different people attacking into you. And if they get down to zero, they win. Uh, and there's different mechanics. They're basically card-driven. There's some dice you could throw in. There's some decision-making you could throw in. But at the end of the day, it's the same game over and over again with different uh, a different facade. Mm-hmm. And I find the State of Siege games to be boring after a few times. So... You, I, that, when you were talking about it before, you said 15 to 20. Did you play it that many times? Yeah, I played it 15 to 20 times. Wow. This is a game. Wow. Um, that's probably why you're bored of it. Yeah. I don't, I don't think there's that many plays in it. Hey, hey, John, did you play with the stranger? Or was it the regular, <laughs> the regular? <laughs> the stranger stayed away that game. Uh, the, the stranger, room. the stranger might give you some surprises. <laughs> it might spice yeah, it up a little bit. Might, might give us some excitement, that's for sure. But don't, but don't over abuse the stranger because then that's a people purpose. Yeah, yeah. You get calluses that way too. Then it's just the boring old, uh, everyday. Yeah. Well, John, so that's a, that's a pretty grim reveal. So, yeah, it, so it, what are the scores? In the second time than it did the first time. Wow. First time I thought that the game did much better. Yeah, But, maybe we'll, but we'll never know. We'll never know. No. So what do you give it out of 10? Um, actually, on gameplay, I if uh, a three out of ten. Wow. Uh, um, it depends on if you like the theme, you're gonna like it a lot better. If you're if you're really into Zulu War, you're gonna make it think of about a five or a six. But beer wise, you can play it with ten beers. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't take a whole lot of thought once you get over the rule system. Um, I mean, it's it can be fun. It can be a good time to waste a couple of fifteen or twenty minutes. But honestly, after you've played it a couple of times, it's not much to it. Not much. So, to it. so John, the, the component quality didn't really uh, enter into your evaluation system. No, it didn't. I, I really do like the component quality. I, I, I got to give them kudos for the component quality. Because, because my, my my assessment of the state of siege system is, it's kind of like once you played it once, it's boring. It's yeah, you can dress it up however you want to dress it up with different systems, but it, it seems like the same game. It is, yeah, it is the same. You're basically you're playing a different theme each time. Um, but I'm talking about for component quality. I'm talking about the level of care put into the the counters uh, compared to their first edition. They've they've improved their quality a lot. Yeah, I I like those games. I for you know quick fifteen minute filler things. Yeah, for yeah. iPad games, I think they're great. Um, I, I, for a game I, you're going to set up on your coffee table and annoy your wife and, like, disturb your family, I don't know if they're, they're there, but if you're going to casually sit back and lurk in the corner of your, uh, your, your, your living room and play a game, yeah, sure. Yeah, game, actually, game I, think, on. I think these, these games are best if you take them traveling 
and you're yep. in your hotel room by yourself and right. no one to watch over you and, and mock you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I played many a battle on FCL and my wife has no idea. You know, <laughs> if I'm going to set up a game on the table, it's a different story. Uh, my, my bride does not like me to play in the same room. She's watching her television and I, her she, stories. She, yeah. yeah we, what's, what's her, what's her television job? Oh, she, she loves the, uh, Real Housewives. Oh, of course, Real Housewives. And, and the reason oh, below, below Deck, Below Deck, is that the new one? The big dude, the yachting? I don't know that one. She likes to watch it because she feels better about herself. <laughs> Isn't that what TV is about? Or yeah. any, any HGTV channel, like, Rehabs Revisited or Rehabs or, or House Fires or whatever they are. Uh, yeah, apparently House Hunters was filming in my neighborhood last week. So. Oh, wow. But, but you know, they don't do House Hunters until they know what yeah. house they're going to buy. Oh, I know that. Yes. So they won't do the episode until they, they have a deal done. Correct. No, they were, they were filming the after, uh, segment where they're walking around talking about which house they were doing right in front of us. Well, we were having our pictures taken. The magic okay. of television. Yeah. So speaking of hotel rooms. Yes. Spice. Spice? Are we talking about Spice TV? No. <laughs> oh, shit. I thought. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to go with you, brother. I was, right. I was going to talk about Space Infantry. Speaking of hotel rooms, yes. you were going to talk about Space Infantry? So okay. I think another... First in AAC history, this is the first game with two solo only games. Because I'm going to talk about Space Infantry. Okay. Which is a science fiction solo only board game that I recently played in a hotel room. Is, is there a Spice TV integration here or no? <laughs> no, I, unfortunately not. I okay. All right. There might be some money. Maybe. That's cool. That's, that's cool. That's what the internet's for. No, Jay. Okay. We're good. So space Infantry. Space Infantry. Uh, what company? This is Lock and Load. Our, right. uh, our baby Lock and Oh, hey, some recent it's Lock awesome. and Load controversy, right? Yeah. Big controversy in the Lock and Load group. Big controversy. Mark Walker was not happy. Right, not happy with some, uh, the PR guys put yeah. up some stuff. Mark Walker was not happy with Throwing it. him under the bus. So this is time. And as much as we love Mark, and we love him, because he writes some of the best some of the best voicing, sci-fi fiction listening. Yeah. yeah, we love it. We are all voicing from Mark, but still, fuck the He was basically the father of the, the company. Yeah. So. yeah. so they booted him out. I don't know the the, the backstory here. He he sold the game the the company. He's still on board as designer and fan fiction writer, but one of the guys that's running the company now had some not so great things to say about how the company used to be run. Well, I think it's a PR guy. I think it's a PR guy. And it wasn't even that bad. Like, yeah, stuff was wrong. That's, that's, that's why they're not doing great because games were 18 months late coming out. That's, that's not good for a company. So Walker is not the head, head man anymore? No, it hasn't been for about a year. But the, this game came out when he was still running the company. Uh, and it's not a Mark Walker game. It's written, it's, uh, made by, I'm not even gonna try to say this name. I, I guess I am. Guitardo Zancani. He's an Italian fella. So this is a, a, a solo sci-fi combat game 
And Dave, I know you kind of busted me out last last month. Uh, this is Diceless. Nice. Also, um, I play it with dice, but it's meant to be played with just these random number chits that you pull that act as dice. So it's like zero through six with a plus sign thrown in, but I just use dice. Alright, well fine. Because well, it's easier. But it's not, it's not really diceless, right? Right. Right. It's, it's... The whole idea about being diceless is, is there's not a random... Not a random number generator. This has right. a random, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so this game isn't like, um, like space. I, mean, I, I guess my point is that if they, if they create some chip system where it's exactly like dice. Yeah. It's dice. Well then fuck, that's not diceless. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a pain in the ass to do it because I think it's like zero through plus sign. So plus is like basically seven, but you, you end up drawing two chits, but that's in there twice, but you end up drawing anywhere between, I don't know, six and 12 chits any turn. So you end up having to shuffle through these things quite a bit. And I don't, I don't like messing with that. So I just use enough dice to roll a die for everything on the board. And just just move on. So it's not like like Space Hulk or any of those other sci-fi games where you have like dudes on a map, you know, individual units. Um, this is the whole squad's traveling together as one chit, and that big chit kind of moves around the map. <clears throat> so what you do is you travel from node to node on this map. Um, the maps are on like an eight and a half by eleven sheet. Um, and the map is what like a sp- enemy spaceship. Uh, no, it's, it's typically planets. So you're going from node to node on this generic map, kind of encountering events. It's not, it's not laid out like a spaceship. Um, kind of a point to point layout? Yeah, it's point to point, and it's just, it's pretty abstracted out. Um, so each, each time you go to a new node, you check for an event, and if an event happens, it's usually bad guys show up and then you fight the bad guys. <clears throat> Um, one of the good things about the game is those eight and a half by 11 maps. There's, I think, four sheets of them and they're all double sided. So you get eight maps. Um, the bad guys are all on a separate sheet. It's not scenario specific. Um, and there's, I think, another five of those and they're double sided. So you get quite a bit of variety in, in how you play it. Uh, there's also a campaign game that you can play that strings the scenarios together. Or uh, there's a completely separate system that I haven't played called the the Hive game, and it's kind of a random map generator. Those you're actually on a tile, and then you choose where you go from there and, and flip the tiles and, and do it. Um, so that's pretty much it. I mean, the, you're rolling, in my case, a lot of dice or pulling a lot of chits if you if you play it um, that way. It's a couple things that are a pain in the ass. The it's one of those games where you have a certain number of points to set up and you build your squad from it. So you have 110 points to build your squad from. Um, and you really have to pay attention to what the, what the scenario requires in order to make sure you have the right abilities to go along with it. And um, Jason, the, the missions are like what? You have to, like if there's a ship, you yeah, to, so you, you have, have to get to, to the ship. Yeah, you have to get to this node and survive basically is what, what they all are. Um, some of them you have to get, you have to get, um, you have to hit a certain number of nodes or you just have to get to this node. Um, like the one I was playing while I was traveling recently, um, 
it's kind of like the the uh, the movie Starship Troopers, where they're looking for the brain, but when they get there, you know, everyone's all fucked up already. They ate the guy's brain. Right. So you're going through these different locations um, in this underground network of tunnels based on a random event. One door will work, or the other door will work, but you can't tell until you get to one of the doors. Uh, and then you're trying to get to this central engineering location, and you have to survive through this whole thing. It's so is it kind of like Ambush in a certain sense, or is it more like the FTL um, app? I haven't played FTL, but it's 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 uh, it's not even like ambush because ambush you have that paragraph system. Yeah. This is each spot has an event that might happen, um, and it's very specific in in how it's how it's labeled. So they they call it a I don't know they have a specific name for it, but the scenario is listed on the node as six plus slash b. So you pick a number or roll a die if it's greater than six, the the event will happen. And you would look at the B event, and then you roll on the B event, and that tells you how many enemies come out. So it's kind of like Ambush, in that you're going from place to place, but it's it's on this point-to-point map. The events only happen on the on that one place. So it's it, the whole thing's pretty abstracted. Um, the enemies just come out, they're on a separate map. There's no maneuvering at all. It's just straight up combat. It's just roll against this, roll against this. That's it. Um, so that's it. I, I'm, I'm making it sound hey, pretty, Jace, pretty droll. Yeah. yeah. You, you kind of fucked up right now. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. I'm, I'm getting the vibe. Yeah. You're a little bit buzz. A little right bit now. buzz. Okay. You're good. It's, it's one of those games that while I'm playing it, I'm ha- I'm enjoying it, but it, it's not one that I think like, oh, I can't wait to get that to the table again. Like I'm still thinking about Ambush. I haven't played Ambush in months, but I still think, oh, I need to get back to that. That's a great game. It's it's fantastic. And uh, what is this game called? Space Infantry is. <laughs> <laughs> I had to look for the box. Um, hey, let me let me say this real quick. Uh, as far as getting drunk or getting fucked up or getting silly. Uh, the guy who looks at another guy who's been drinking, who's like, oh, that guy's fucked up, I guess. Yeah, you're a fucking asshole. You should be just <laughs> as drunk as that guy. Embrace it. Yeah, right. Like, if a guy can hang in there and, and do his thing and, 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 like, drink and still knock it out, that, that, that's to be co- yeah. commended. But it, it's too judgy. So if a guy's gonna, like, like, if a guy's gonna, like, sit back and try to judge someone who's been drinking, well, fuck that guy. I don't wanna be, I don't wanna be friends with that person. I you agree. Know? So. Go grind, you, go grind your organ somewhere else. Yeah, because the, the honesty, the honesty <laughs> is in the drinking, right? So, we talk about stuff, we knock it out. If, if you wanna be friends with that person who's like, oh, I don't, I never drink. Oh, look at that guy, he's, he's having, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess have a good time. Yeah. Like, I can't tell you how many parties I've been at in my neighborhood where the guy, the guy who's hosting the parties had a couple beers, so he's having fun, and he's like, and some girl will be like, oh, oh my god. The guy is drinking, I'm like, yeah, he's, he's, he's yeah, confident. Yeah, we're at a party. He's confident, he's enjoying himself, 
fuck you, you're the problem. Yep. You're the problem, lady. So. I agree. So my thing is, hey, guys, Embrace put yourself it. out there, drink some beers, get it loose. Loosen up. That's right. It's the tightness that's the problem. Everyone's always worried. How somebody can see me saying this or fuck that shit. I Don't agree. fucking worry about that shit. Do your thing. The guy who fucking criticizes that, he's a fucking dick. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Tell us how you really feel about that. Like, no, no, when guys get out there and they throw something out, I'm like, hey, we, we, cause we've had stuff where guys have gone out and they've been, whatever. So, so the, the experience is good. Everything's loose. It's obvious that it's full blown. Nobody is, nobody's controlling their inhibitions. And yep. We get to speak honestly enjoy. about shit. Yeah. yeah. People who criticize that, they're fucking haters. Fuck those people. Fuck them. What is this? Fuck them. I agree. I agree. So, Space Infantry. So, I'm on my, I'm on my five and a half Maximus in. Yeah. I'm checking in. So, here we go. Yeah, I'm on my sixth, seventh ounce of whiskey. So. Very nice. Yeah. So, so fuck those people. Fuck those people. Space Infantry, don't fuck it, but it's not like, don't, you, this isn't a game to run out and, and buy. It's, honestly, it's not one that I thought I would like just looking at it. It's very abstracted out. I like So it sounds like it gives you like assignments. You have a mission. Yeah, so let me read this. <clears throat> so mission number Cause, three. Cause we're, we're getting deep, right? Yeah. Right, so let's get, let me let's hit get continue. Specific. I'm going to hit continue <laughs> recording so we can not lose any of this. <laughs> so when you reach a node marked with the icon A or B, after resolving any encounter, pick a random value, which is roll a die. On a result of 0 to 3, entrance A is usable. On a result of 4 to 5, entrance B is usable. On a result of 6 plus, both entrances are usable. If in the nodes marked 0... Eh, you don't even know about that part. So that's... To complete the mission, you must reach the engine's nodes. And what it doesn't say is you also have to survive any event that happens. So on my last play, I got to that node. But, Doing... okay, so Jason, so, so you're doing all this stuff. How many events happen to get to the, to the, the end? Um, so I crossed through probably eight nodes to get to the, to get to the end. And I would say four events had happened. You're trying to restart engines, basically. But the events, the events aren't something happens. The events are bad guys show up. So it's not really an event. It's just it's an encounter. Yeah. So enemies show up, and you have to fight. You have to fight through them. And it's all just based on the type of you know combat you have against the type of combat they have, and it's just a die roll. Um, But so the last note I got to everything would have been fine if the event didn't show up the event showed up and um, it was the worst event that could have happened so like six enemies show up that do double damage on any hit and I had three guys left so I died right away so it's it's shit like that it's it's a good solo experience and once you learn how to play the game like the rules are a little bit of a pain to get through Um, they're not too bad it's only I don't know 20 pages something like that but once you learn how to play, it goes pretty quickly. So I played two games of it in about 90 minutes, which it's good for that. So kind of, it's a little bit deeper than like a States of Siege game. Um, but it's not something that you're going to sit down and, and play like Ambush or you do the campaign and really get into it. I guess some people do, but it's not, 
that's not really, you know, my cup of tea. So I'm going to give the game a 6 out of 10. Um, it's one that I like playing while I play, but it doesn't really call to me. Um, and for beers, I'd give it a 10. Like, like I said, once you, once you get the system down, it plays pretty quickly. Um, I highly recommend using the, the dice variant. So for every random number, instead of pulling a chit, you'll roll a d6 and a d20. Um, on the d20, on the roll of a 1, it equals 0, so that die roll doesn't happen, or it doesn't count, it's a 0. Uh, on a roll of a 20, it's actually um, the plus on the chits, so you would roll another d6. So bring, like, 15 d6 with you, a map, and an enemy, and your squad, and you're good to go. That's Space Infantry. I'm sorry, you said D6 versus D20? It's <clears throat> So the random numbers are 0 through 6, and there's also a plus in it. So a 0 is nothing. A plus means you would draw two more chits. So you could end up with more than 6, because you would draw two two number chits. So the D20 is, is representing the 0 and the plus. If you roll a 1, it's the 0 chit, so your D6 roll is just equals 0. If you roll a plus, or a 20, it equals the plus, you would roll another d6 and add that to your first d6. It sounds complicated, it's not complicated. Just make sure to have a lot of d6. John, you you know what he's talking about? I have no idea. I I vaguely know what he's talking about. It's it's not that complicated. (laughs) It's it's not my cup of tea, so I'm probably never going to lie. Are you not a sci-fi guy? No, I guess, but I just doesn't sound as appealing to me. I'm yeah. sorry, Jason, do we have to be a sci-fi guy to fucking understand that whole freaking D6 thing? No, D20, when he said it's D6 not his thing. He said it Jesus Christ, I don't know that fucking shit. I don't even know what you're talking about. I can tell. I'm a sci-fi <sighs> guy. I, there are better science fiction war games out there. Um, I, 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 took, I, I took that D6 D20 thing right out to my, my garbage cans that are yeah. on the side of my house and just dumped it right in the regular garbage box. <laughs> Not in the recycling? Not in recycling. Right in the regular garbage box. You, you'll be happy to know my 13 year old was just in here and she enjoyed that immensely. Good. But me dumping it into the regular garbage box? Yeah, that, that, that part, yes. Or how are you and your, or how are you and your wife now? No, no, she missed that. <laughs> that, which is well, a good. Hey, John, let me know when she's back in because I'm going to recap all that. So. <laughs> right, I, I will do. Mom right. and Dad were hippies. Give me a quick heads up on that, so I'll recap. I will. Dave, it's your turn. Fuck! Are you kidding me? Oh, too hammered. I love Axelmas. it. Axelmas. I love it. All right. <laughs> the hot mess. Okay, so Dave's, Dave's going to be my my distant plane review. Or when at the end, did any of that make sense? So basically, played how I, I have played Hoplite with Ralph a lot. So I've done I've done the Platea scenario. We did a we did a bunch of scenarios. I did the Platea scenario. That's what we're uh, we're in progress of right now. So uh, we have played that. Have you done the Delium scenario? Which one's that one? It's the uh, Thebes, and there's a hill between them. And it's the Athenians and the Thebians. Nope. Oh, alright. I didn't that one. So we did that on Vassal. I played East Front with, uh, Braxton. I played ASL with, uh, Campbell. Been doing a lot of ASL Campbell action. <laughs> and then, uh, Valor of the Guard solo. And I have played, uh, 
uh, commanding colors with my kids. Nice. So, I need to get, I need to get that out again. So the, the deal with my kids is, uh, basically I give them. Your daughter free... would have understood my D60 20 thing, by the way. No, I get, I, I give pretty, my kids. She's pretty bright. The, the, the deal with commanding colors is I set up a battle and then I give them a free reload. So they can reload, they can reroll whatever they want to roll. So. Just they once roll per it. game? Yeah, no, every roll. Oh, can be re-rolled. But in, in the long run, I think it's good. Because the kids, they roll the dice, they have to decide if they want to re-roll it or not. Or they have to mm-hmm. re-roll all the dice. Yes. Oh, all. okay. Okay. All. Okay. So it worked pretty well. I, I, I kind like of sat, I, one night before I got the game, I sat down with my daughter and I explained the differences between the Roman culture Carthaginian culture. What is yeah. that difference? The, the difference would be you have a culture where uh, the people have to be in the army. Like if you're a citizen, you have to be you have to serve in the army. Uh, they vote for who their leaders are. And versus a culture where uh, they hire mercenaries to fight for them, and they want to uh, the the rich guys are the ones that can run the government. So my daughter's like, yeah, I want to be the Romans. So, hmm. so we fought the battles, and they got to obviously rule every role they wanted. So Dad was being very, very, like, submissive to them. So they would roll what they rolled, <laughs> and uh, they won the game. They liked it because I'm, I'm I'm really trying to just get them into war games. Mm-hmm. So, I played I played a, a campaign in fellows with Braxton. And I did not like that. No, no, too simple for me. Yeah, it's no, pretty it's, simple. I like yeah, it. it's very basic. I'm a simple guy, but but I can see playing with kids. I think it'd be a great game to play with kids. It's a great game to play with somebody who has no experience with war games. Um, it's it, it, it's it, a it, high it, beer game too. It, yeah. yeah, it teaches them well. Like uh, light guys can right shoot now. at these kind of guys, or light guys can't shoot at these kind of guys. So it was good. So we played with the kids for a little bit, and they, they enjoyed it, and then we moved on to other stuff. So Back to Mice and Mystics. Dude, Mice and Mystics is the best game to play with kids, I'm telling you. That's cool. Have you played? No, I want to. How have you not played that with your kids? I don't own it. Yeah. How? Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, let me ask you some different How have you not bought that game? I don't know. It's right up my alley. Like and your kids are like, like in different like ages. Yeah, they are different ages. <laughs> how many? How many kids do you have? I have two, eight and twelve. Dude, fucking Mice and Mystics is right you know, there. It looks awesome. It looks like something I would play solo. That's how good it looks. Email Chris at NWS. Tell him you want a copy of Mice and Mystics. Does he have it? I'm sure he does. Put in a good word for me. No, you. I don't need to put in a good work game. I'm telling you to do it. You're like trying to make work for me. Like, we need I, we need to have like a offer code with him. T- tell him AAC sent you. No, we're doing a podcast right now. So at the end of the podcast, I just like lay on my couch and drink drink wine or beer or whiskey <laughs> or whatever, and just wait for the positive reviews to roll in. <laughs> That's problematic sometimes. Yeah, it doesn't work. That and, and by the way, that's that's never happened. That's no, like, never ever. That's my dream, but how it worked. But we get mediocre reviews and really terrible, shitty reviews. 
and that's it. People are like, yeah, it's okay. But it's more about the guild anyway. What the fuck were you doing? What, what did I just do? Did I just do a review on something? No, you're just talking. <laughs> you're talking about what you were playing. Oh, terrible. Yeah. What have you yeah, done a review on? Such... That's ridiculous. You should do a review. John, John, what are you playing? What am I playing? Yeah. Uh, let's not, let's not pin this all on me. Okay. Cause been, this episode is clearly going to be a complete disaster. I've been playing, uh, 1989 on Vassal with Mike Haggerty. Yeah, I'm not asking you, Jason. And I don't care. Oh, well, I've been playing. I've been playing ASL with you, Dave. Right. I'm trying, she, I'm, he didn't mention that, by the way. No, he didn't mention that. But um, ASL starter kit, right? Starter kit. And by and, the way, skirmish kit. I call it skirmish kit all the time because fucking SK <laughs> seems like skirmish. You right. have mentioned that. All right, so John, that talk, about, cut talk, out. About, talk about starter starter kit. Um, I a starter kit. I think it, the starter kit could be amazing if they rewrote the rules. I think I think the rules need to be done in a uh, uh, a structure where you could uh, teach the rules like they do in chapter the K. ASL rule binder. What is it, Chapter K? Chapter K. Um, if, chapter if they K. did that in the starter kit, it would be an amazing thing. But they have created. They don't have a good index. They don't have a good way to reference rules as well as some rule sets. Um, it's and it seems arbitrary. Some of the like what they include and what they don't, right? Like yes, it is. Some some there's some Chrome that they add in, like creation of leaders and um, berserkers. I don't know if they have berserker status in any. They don't. Uh, I mean, some of that stuff is really cool in ASL, and they don't include that in the starter kit. Yeah, basically, John, they took all the fun out of ASL. Yep. And then said, "Hey, here's ASL." And and when you talk, I, the, my real beef about ASL and the starter kit specifically are the the vehicle rules. And it's some of the stuff is so arcane it becomes not as much fun. When you talk about motion and movement, and I get the ideas behind it, but sometimes it's too much detail for the fun. Hey John, by the way, while you're talking about this, I'm putting a motion marker on the paper <laughs> of my notes. So I know that you're in motion. <laughs> and we have a, a, a die modifier. Literally. You're in motion right now, John. <laughs> I have a motion marker on the paper that's, that's, that's tracking your notes. Oh, that's funny. So, I I mean, I think the, the great fun about ASL is going... Hey, John, all I ask is stop. Tell me when you stop motion. I will. I Because will I need to take the counter off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you guys would be laughing a lot harder if you actually, you listeners right now. You oh, they're laughing. dying. You are laughing outrageously. <laughs> the two percent that play that game, right? If that. Um, but no, a, a, a ASL starter kit. I, I understand the rationale for doing it because you want to get more people to learn how to play the system. I just, don't, I think the. The setup for them to teach people how to play ASL. ASL, these guys know the system in and out, and they haven't, they don't know how to teach it very yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. They need to just start over for the starter kit. Just, <laughs> well, yeah, this is what we want to include. This is how you do this. Yeah, the problem is with the starter kit is they, they kind of say, hey, we're going to teach you the game, but then they don't teach you the game. Yeah. They're yeah. Basically, it, here's the rules. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and there, there's a lot of fun in ASL. 
there's a and there's so much to do in ASL. Well, and the, the part of the problem is, so John and I are playing Decision Else, which is ostensibly a, a starter kit version of the the, the historical modules for uh, Elst. So, but as we play, I kind of wish, oh, I wish we were playing like the actual ASL, not yes. the historical version. You guys have control over that. You we can, do have control. You can do that. We do, of course we do. So, but we don't know so, about the balance. But we are anal enough that once we've started a certain system, we're going to finish that system and then we're going to move on something else. Yeah, because I do play Valor of the Guards on the side. But that's not historical, right? No, it's historical. Valor the scenarios of the Guards aren't is, historical, though, right? No, Valor of the Guards is historical. It is. Okay. So why aren't you guys playing that? But we'll be kids just because we started with Elston. All right, I, I got I got a, a child intervention here, so Uh-oh. I'll, I'll be right back. Hold on. That sounds like trouble. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've always, we're still recording, I, by the way. I've always thought that John was kind of sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> His kids know all about that. Are you Are you going to do a review? Yeah, I am. I'm like, God, I'm like twelve Maximus. I know you're pretty well in. It's kind of glinting. It's been a while. I'm looking through my reading glasses at the last bottle of the Maximus. That's very glowing, glinting. Shimmer, shimmering. It is. I think you guys should play Beyond Valor instead of ASL. Alright. You'll both get more out of it. I'm back. Well, don't deal with the 13 year old. Aren't they the best? They are. You, lo- you love them and you hate them. More of one than the other. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. Alright, let me give you the drink and then I'll come back and do my thing. You're gonna get another drink? I am. Okay, we're not gonna pause, so when you come back, don't, don't say anything. Yeah, you, you guys talk. Yeah. Don't talk. It's what we're here to do. I don't ask you to pause. Fuck that shit. Go get a drink. Kick my <laughs> shit one time through. Fuck the playback. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Fuck the playback. He's taking it to a new level. Isn't uh, I he? love it. It's been a long time. Oh, oh, he. <laughs> <laughs> David's nice no longer day. on Skype. Yeah, he uh, he just killed himself. So yeah, that's all right. Sorry, I missed your first review of Zulus. That's okay. That's okay. It was probably better the first time around, anyway. Uh, the listeners will never know. They'll never know. It's part of the mystery of the podcast, right? See, See how the sausage is made. That's right. I wonder if we should get him back in. That's too funny. Now, he's going to get back and he's going to go, what the fuck is going on? I know. And Where are they? Where are they? Why aren't they responding to me? Oh, that's funny. I think he's more messed up than when Reeves was on. Yeah? Yeah, he's not going to remember this one. <laughs> and he doesn't listen, which is awesome. Which is why I like getting drunk during the recording, because then I can listen and it's like the first time. I can yeah, listen I'm, and not remember it. I'm, I'm afraid to listen to this after I do it, because it's going to be ugly. Yeah, it's it's never really pleasant to listen to yourself or something. <laughs> At least we're not videotaping ourselves. Oh my god, yeah. Dave keeps talking about it, but I don't have a webcam. Well, I think, I think there's some things we don't need to see. Yeah, I think that would make this way more awkward. Fortunately, I have clothes on now, so <laughs> just just right now, <laughs> just right now. 
But if we were recording on videotape, I probably would not. So. Nice. I think we're going to get some negative feedback for that comment. So. Nah. It's what we live for. Well, All right, so what else you got on the table there, Jason? What else are you um, thinking about buying or playing? Well, um, Dave is off struggling in alcohol. I just bought the new Modern War magazine that has a solo game in it. What's the topic? Um, carrier group. So it's kind of modern. I'm not really sure how the system works, but it's. Um, I think it's mostly defensive if you're on an aircraft carrier kind of defending against, um, you know, enemy ships and aircraft, which is kind of cool to me. And then Polish should come next week or so, which is uh, a fun kind of Twilight Struggle level of Euro wargame hybrid kind of thing. Which Twilight, is Struggle, Twilight Struggle and Hoplite put together. Yeah, or I would say Twilight Struggle and... Commands and colors. I mean, it's pretty light. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty easy to play. I like it. I, I think I'm going to try to get my wife to play it. That's never a bad thing. Does your wife play much with you? Uh, she'll play Euros. She uh, <laughs> she plays train games with me, which is uh, not a bad thing at all. I love train games, and she'll play most of them with me, which is nice. I got my bride to play up front with us with me when uh, we first got married. Wow. Uh, it hasn't happened in about ten years. Yeah. But she, she threatens to play with me, so. Does she play anything else? No. No? No. And you're not a Euro guy at all, right? Uh, well, we got Settlers of Catan in it about, I wanted to poke my eyes out playing Yeah, yeah my wife won't play that. Alright, Jay's trying to add this. Well, I need to add him. He's still on my thing. Yeah. He's, he's calling me. He I does, think he doesn't is. understand how Skype works. Uh, I'll let you call him. Well, he's still in my... Can you add him to a call? Yeah, let me see. It's still showing that he's in our call. Alright, let me see if I can get him. Yeah, it should be fine if you add him. A little bit behind the curtain. <laughs> I love it. He meant to hit mute, and then he hit end call. Here we go. Dave? Dave's not here. Dave's not here. And I can't kick him out. None of this is getting caught, cut either. How is everyone gone now? I think John might be gone. Just me. Um, if you're on your way to work, have a good day. If you're on your way home, I hope, I hope work didn't suck too much. <laughs> Are you there? David. David. This is adding to the fun of this, isn't it? Yeah. I love it. It's been one for the ages. Do you ever get random people ask you to be contacts on Skype? All the time. And they're usually, you know, some female name for five men. So weird. And I, I just block them because I don't need to be talking to some yeah, that's very, very strange. There he is. You mean to hit mute and you hit end call? Hello. Hey, John. There we go. Are we all three now on? 
the menage is back. Are you, are you asking me if I hit a button and meant to hit another button? No, I'm telling you that's what happened. Well, I'm telling you, I have no idea what fucking happened. I, I'm telling you what happened. <laughs> All right, I'm kidding. <laughs> Dave, you thought I messed up the um, quiz? This is going to be epic. (laughs) This is your stonewall. Bullshit. Jump. Fuck this shit up somehow. (laughs) So what about you, John? What what, what games are you buying or looking forward to? Well, I bought at GMT, I bought the... um, Oh, fucking Liberty Roads. God damn it. I bought Liberty Roads. God damn it. The the Ted Racer dual pack. Wait, um, before you... If anyone in the guild has one that they're willing to part with, I, th- I think I'm willing to spend 70 bucks. Talk to Braxton. I think he's got two copies. Oh, you motherfucker, Braxton. Braxton's, Braxton's got the mother order. Okay, so the, the, the World War One two-pack? Yeah, and that I looks, also... That looks awesome. I also bought the Monster 1914... Mm. I forget what French title. Yeah, the French title. Offensa. Where? Where? Oh, is it offense at entrance? Uh, Jensen, Jensen, Jensen. That's the one. Where? Where? Um, so I've got that, and um, I bought um, Saints in Armor. Wow. So, so oh, was okay. was the bride upset that you were gone so long, or that you spent so much? That I was gone so long. Okay. Well, at least she has her priorities straight. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't did you, did you feel like you should be going longer? No, no, no. Why were you gone? I had to deal with the children. How many kids do you have? Two? Just two. Yeah. Thirteen and? Fourteen. Oh, Jesus Christ. Two females. Oh, Jesus. Yes. The menstruation nation is mm-hmm. large. <laughs> the cycle of the moon. That's exactly. And yes, they all coincide. Oh, yeah, of course. Dave, you're about uh, four years away from that. Oh, it's fun, Dave. <laughs> I think he might have cut himself off. Again. No, I hear you. Okay. He's in denial. Fuck you, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> and how. Dave, are you buying anything that you're looking forward to playing? Well... I'm going to have to grind this organ. God damn it, Dave. You, you grind it. You're the, you're the grinder. You're I am the, never you, the grinder. Uh, Jason. <laughs> He's the monkey. He's the monkey. You are a fucking self-admitted organ grinder. <laughs> Only for science. Jason, admit it. I, I admit it. So, so Dave, you're talking about Hoplite with, with oh, yeah. No, okay, first of all, yeah, we're, we're talking about Hoplite. Jason, yes, one grind up. Right? Okay. The, the grind goes up. The grind goes and up. I'll tell you when it goes down. You're grinding. You're the grinder, fucker. All right. I love you. So, um, so here's what I'll talk about what I've been playing. You already talked about what you're, what are you reviewing? Is he passing out again? No. Fuck no. What are you talking about? What the fuck, John? That's rude. You're just inappropriate, John. That is absolutely inappropriate. So, uh, basically, I, I ordered ASL Retro. Do we know what retro is? Oh, the, the, uh. I think Rodvik mentioned it on No, the... no, John, I'm sorry. Yeah. Jason, do you know what retro is? I do. Fourth edition. What? Retro fourth edition. Yeah, what, what does that mean? That's the name of the thing that you bought from. Yeah, but, but what is it, Jason? It's, it's, it's uh, fuck. Because this is hardcore journalism we're doing. 
Yes, I know what to is, which... What is it, Jason? Do you know what it is? It is an alternate rule set in which to play a squad leader. Right, because basically any game... You From Minden like, Games, oh, based like, out oh, of Glendale, that's Arizona. Fourth edition. That's 4th edition of that game. That's what it's called, right? It's called Retro 4th Edition? So Retro is basically like the basic version of looking at ASM. Yes. Where they, they change some of the mechanisms, and they try to make it easier to play the game. I ordered it. And these are it's, the people that... Re- that that Marshall Roderick, said were... Roderick recommended no, it. I, Roderick recommended... Roderick. Marshall said It's not that. Roderick. 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 I know avatars. I don't know I don't know names. Marshall. Do you remember Marshall? Said these people were sw- swingers, correct? That's, that's his company. Marshall. Okay. Swingers? Swinger war gamers? Yeah. Wow. War game wow. retailers. I didn't know there was such a subset. Uh, yeah. Roderick... Definitely not a swinger. Rodvik is not. Just for the record, and uh that we know of. The game is not ASL, so No. It's retro. So it's kind of a basic version of playing ASL with uh basic ver- basic rules. Is it, where this is has, it lighter has than ASLSK? It's lighter. Okay. It uses kind of a concept where if units move into contact, they might hesitate or so. Not not advanced after combat approved. No. No. Oh wow. So it's a rule set. It's out there. <laughs> it's By a rule set. ASL retro not approved. Not approved. It's there. Thumbs down. You want it? Do either of you have any other experience with minion games? I've never played a Minden game. Yeah. I, I, my experience is I played, I paid about 15 bucks for that yeah. set of rules. They're very simple. You like oh. them, Jason? Um, I've played their games. I... <laughs> <laughs> um, they're okay. They're, they're about on the States of Siege level. Okay. You know, so it's pretty simple. If you're trying to kill 30 minutes, it's it's good for that. But it's not something to sit down and get mocked by your wife, as happens in the the blue household. It's, so is your wife like in the same room as you as you're playing? Like she's like, oh, that was a terrible charge. I would never have made that charge. No, that's what you said. If you set it up on your coffee table, your your wife mocks you. So my, my wife doesn't look at it. My wife is watching the HGTV. Here's something. If if I'm videoing, my wife will come in and pull her tits out, oh, trying to man. get me to react. <laughs> oh, dude. That is going to be like way... Yeah. You review so you're going to go way yeah. up. <laughs> uh, I keep threatening if, him to... Uh, if, if that was true, I think you'd, that be, is the true. Best, you'd be the best rated BGT. <laughs> I think it would get some strong reviews. Yeah, strong. It's good stuff. Is that a true story? That is so, true. Yeah. Really? Yeah, she'll pull a boob out and stand there as I'm videoing. Well, that, that's nice. My wife would get an estimate from like a plumber guy. I'd be like, well, did you pull a boob out? <laughs> she's, like, she's like, what? I said, we'll do that. I said, well, you definitely didn't get the best fucking estimate <laughs> if you can pull a boob out. <laughs> I agree. So, so I, I, and then, hey, by the way, Jeff, I, I am happy, Jason, to, uh, put a bit on any property that you want to do any kind of estimates on. I'll okay. Sounds there. good. My Sounds construction good. company is there for you. I like it. So. Are you going to review a game? 
Yes. I am going to review a game. Alright. It's called Victory Points Games Luthen. Wow. Two Victory Point games, two solo games. Luthen, this game is a solo product. But it is a gold banner product. So the, it says game designer, Frank Chadwick. Yep. Development. Uh, this is as I'm wedging it out of the, the Careful, don't the tear books. the bag. No, no, it's in there. But I'm putting it in there. Don't tear the bag. Development. Brian, Brian Armour and Alan Emmerich. Map Art, Tim Allen. Hmm. Huh. Tiny guy in their day. What was that, John? I have no idea what John said. he got the tiny die in that? The tiny die. There's a tiny die. What else so about this game? This is a game where, uh, this is a Battle of Luthen. It's going to be Seven Years' War, Prussian War. The whole concept of the game is that the, uh. Is this a 20 the, game? No. Those are all Napoleonic. Well, it feels like a 20 game. Because there's a bunch of units deployed, but a bunch of them are, uh, are, they're all blind. Okay. So, initially, when the Austrians deploy, the Prussians don't know what the Austrians have. And the, uh, meat of the game seems to be focused on when the, uh, the Prussians are going to actually start their attack. Because if the, the Austrians estimated the wrong deployment of the Prussians, then the uh, battle is going to be a very short battle. Okay. So historically, uh, we're talking about Luthen, where uh, basically the Austrian army was deployed around Luthen, and the Prussians had deployed the front where the, the Austrians were deployed, and then the Prussian army managed to march all the way around the flank of the Austrian army, and then deploy there, where the Austrian arm, the Austrian army is expecting to play in the front of them. Instead, the Austrian army managed to play on the left flank, and then crush the uh, the German and various lesser German units that were deployed on that flank. So, so would that be possible on this tiny little map? I mean, that map is small. It it, it is the, it is possible because. The Prussians are all like like invisible. Oh, until so they when come the Prussians deploy, so, okay. they're all blind. Okay. So the Prussians can deploy however they want to deploy. But so do they deploy off the map? No, no, they okay. all deploy on the map. Okay. But my test of the game was: Can the Prussians win the game by not deploying historically, which is on the flank? Because mm-hmm. because the on the flank scenario is it. it it's an interesting scenario. And I'm going to pause for a sec because I'm like incredibly intoxicated. So. <laughs> take your time. <laughs> take your time. John, do you hear me, brother? I hear you, brother. <laughs> take this time. Let me say this point. Basically, the Prussians are going to deploy on the flanks of the Austrians. So the idea is that the Austrians would never have expected that. But there is an option where the the advantage of the Prussians was always that they could march, march, and march, 
and then left flank and immediately deploy. So in this particular battle, Luthen, the advantage is that the Austrians, it kind of plays to the real strength of the Prussians. Where at their highest strength, they, they, they've never been more talented. They, these are the guys that have drilled and drilled and drilled. And they can march and march and march and then turn left and then deploy at exactly the place you want them to. Mm-hmm. And earlier in the war, that was not true. And as guys started, they started to lose guys. I mean, these guys got shot and casualties suffered. And, but the initial Prussian army, even though it was small, was very good at deploying exactly where you wanted it to. And that's kind of the, the play that this game leads up to. How's the quality of the components? The components are great. Old banner. God bless you, John. <laughs> Dave, at, least somebody's, at least somebody's got some quality control over this, this podcast. That's not my job. I'm grinding here. <laughs> the components look good. Uh, but again, it feels kind of like a battle of if the Austrians guess initially the right way, that's the way the battles mm. Is there a good book on this subject that you would recommend? There's like hundreds of them. Okay, well, is, is there one that you would recommend? D-U-F-F-Y, Duffy, is one of the best authors on the period. Okay. Especially for the Protestants. Yeah, that's a classic. He's great. He's great. Check uh, it out. I would say the battle, is, it, it lends itself to kind of a a game where you're going to try to run around the other guy. Oh, he's not available for you. Then you can try to run around the other side. So is it more of a puzzle than like a like Slot a big? Fest? Yeah, components are nice. It's a puzzle game. Yeah. I mean, I mean, compare it to something like a hoplite where it's just beating each other up against the head. It's more. Well, I don't get it. The hoplite where I've even even more issues. On Hoplite, but yeah, I think it's, that's true. So it's a war of maneuver as opposed to a war of, uh, of mass against mass. Does that make sense? It's a game. It's a game. <laughs> <laughs> you're, I, I take it you're lukewarm on it. It's a game. Yeah. You haven't had much luck with the Victory Point games. The, hey, bottom line, components, nice. Okay. <laughs> so better, better than the last batch of victory point games for you. Yeah, me like components. Yes, me like component quality. You like Seven Years War, right? Weak. Yeah, the results are weak. Yeah, so. that's what it. Yeah, Chadwick seems to be kind of hit and miss yeah. on the smaller stuff. Okay, so all right, so so okay, now we'll we'll go into the full. So Chadwick is doing the game. It's Chadwick's game. Yep. What did he do? Uh, he probably he's probably the James Patterson. He probably just said, "Let's do it. Let's do it." Yeah, right. Hey, let's do chance. Let's do uh, American Civil War Chancellorsville. Yep. And my the- big my big Chadwick decision. I'm gonna make. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's make Jackson three instead of a two. Yep. And the developer. That's it. I'm done. I'm out. Why not? You know, I got I got seduced into the game 
in a large respect because of Chadwick. So you think Chadwick is resting on his laurels there? No, I think he's, I think it's just like, I don't what, what is the game? What does Chadwick bring to the game? Okay, so, yeah, we get that it's a game. So, what did Chadwick bring to it? So, I love Chadwick. So when I hear Chadwick, I think, I'm buying it, so I bought it, I got it. And then I'm like, what did Chadwick bring to this game? So that he advances it. Yeah, so I, don't, he, I don't think the small stuff he's that involved in. The big GMT two mappers he kind of digs into, but I think that's Yeah, but small just, stuff, dude, this game's like fucking 40 bucks. It's $40? Really? Well, is, Jesus Christ. Hey, for a, hey, there's like is, eight counters in it. John. Run out and find find for me what this game's worth. Alright, I'm gonna look on there for you. What's the game's out? Hey, I gotta say, I think it's like a forty dollar game. You have to know how to spell Luthan, which is a <laughs> problem That's... problem problem for me. Well, it depends on how many monkeys you've been grinding, right? It's thirty six dollars. Right. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. That's expensive. Thirty six. Thirty six dead. Yeah. U S dollars, shipping? not even Canadian it? dollars. U S dollars. Fucking bucks shipping. Yeah. That's a problem. Right. So it's like, what the fuck is this game? <sighs> I I liked the victory point stuff when it was like eighteen dollars. Yeah. That's a, that's my that's my ultimate point. The, yeah. the fact that the price point is way higher than it should be for any reasonable. I'm that's okay with I, shitty counters and paper maps. At so when 15, I'm when I'm talking bucks. to like Chris from NWS, I'm like, we talk like all the time. Uh, we could tell, and, but and it's just, not like, but it's like not uh, gaming conversation. It's like. Like, uh, uh you, e- e- messaging or whatever. Do you have a bromance with him too? I'm. No, but, but Chris, this, this, this hurts. Bottom line is a good guy. He wants <laughs> good prices for everybody. God bless him. That's my problem. Cause I think guys are fucking people over for price. Yeah. Where I, Chris is a guy who will give a good price. But only to some degree. Like, he can't make this cheaper than he can't make magic. Right. But he yeah. will, but if it, if it's a, a short price, a product. <laughs> have we ever he did had say a guy Shazam that, earlier. No, have you <laughs> heard a guy who's been fucked over on a price by him? I don't think. No. Shipping just takes a long time. It's not so bad with him. So I'm gonna yeah. look up what Zulu's on the rampart is. This didn't, wow, how did this, Wow, Zulu's on the Rampart's 40 bucks too. I didn't pay 40 bucks when I bought it. Through who? Through Victory Through Point. Victory bought, Point games. I bought it directly from Victory Point. I think I paid 30 bucks for it. It's 40 bucks. Boxed box edition on their website right now. 30 bucks for the other one. Now check it on, check it on the NWS. I don't want to compare and contrast. I'm just saying, Victory Point. No, I, I'm just I didn't saying mean compare it. Compare it. Compare it. To be a shit on. I like Victory Point games, but their games are getting out of I don't think any of their games are worth it. Uh, Nemo's War is excellent. Really? How is it different from the other State of Siege? It's not State of Siege. Oh, it's not? No, it's it's point-to-point where you're going around. It's actually kind of akin to uh, Space Infantry. I love you, too. <laughs> don't don't I mean, distract him, John. <laughs> no, I always get the boom flash. My, my, yeah, my wife's going to see the Texas baby. 
<clears throat> that was just born like an hour ago. That's crazy. Uh, the, Jason, that's got weirdness on a couple of different ones. We're a strange, we're a strange lot. Okay. Um, as long as not, Nemo's worse good though. As long as you weren't <laughs> donating to that. No, no rule. <laughs> no, she's uh she's too past me by now. Okay. I just had to go there. Yeah. We don't have that kind of relationship. Glad to hear it. We'll go to lunch, but that's about it. Did we lose Dave, lose Dave again? I think we no, lost. No, I'm him. here. No, I'm here. He's just because I'm not fucking talking doesn't mean I'm not fucking involved. Well, Sorry. Dave, we're, 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 it's hard to understand what's going on when you're not talking. Fuck you, motherfuckers. <laughs> you're the captain of this vessel. Yeah, I'm always on the top. So fuck you <laughs> and sit down. Oh, it hurts because it's true. Jason, so where are you? I'm good. I think, I think you were like tracing... The top to see if you got a, a vibe and something. Of what? Oh fuck! I'm this to... is why. This is why I, I have to constantly be involved. <laughs> All right. So, what are, you, are we going to talk about? More games here? God, we we have to be done recording, right? I think that's up to you. Do, do you have a? Do you have? A no, we're, we're done. Do you have a? We're done. Do you have a we're score for Luthen? Yeah, beers, Dave. Are you kidding me? Am I, am I still fucking recording on that thing? Yes. What is your rating of 10 on Luthen? Four. Four. Out of fun, for fun. For fun. What about uh, beers? Four for beers. Four for beers? Wow. That's complicated. I think it just doesn't care anymore. I think it's yeah. race. I think it just wants another one. Yeah. No, I'd like somebody to argue with me. Are you? No, they, if a game is not good, I'm not gonna argue with it. Victory no, point's too expensive. If, no, I'm saying if they, I don't think anyone would argue because I don't think anyone would care. I will say I like Victory Point games as a company, they're, they're stuff's getting too expensive. And they put out a lot of games, and I think they can't sustain that. And, and, and their quality components have gotten much better. But, wow. 1914. Glory's End. Winning Jason. this fight is $32 on NWS right now. Jason. Yeah. You know, you know what the end question is. What's that? When is it going to be up? Um, in 45 minutes or so. Get that shit up. Alright. Let's, let's <laughs> get it up. Get that shit out, let's, let's get it up. Hey, hey, John. Yes. Fuck you. Thank get you. Get that shit out. Shut right. the fuck up. Get that shit out. Alright, thanks for having me, Dave. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck thanks for being here, John. Fuck, fuck off. Fuck off, John. Alright, alright guys, love you. Alright, love you. Let's clear this. Clear this. Visit us at http colon slash slash bardgamegeek.com slash build slash one six six zero or contact us at advance after combat at gmail.com.